Hey everybody, welcome back to Division One Rejects. It's the podcast everybody is listening to nowadays. I'm pretty sure, because if you're not, get on it. Welcome back. Another great episode. Kobe, what we got this fine episode? Thank you, Hunter. I appreciate that. We've got two great guests today. That's what we're going to start off with. The first of which is the University of Northern Iowa quarterback, Will McElvain. 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 I totally, I totally butchered it. Totally butchered it in our conversation with him. That that was on me. That was dumb. I, he literally told me right before we started talking, and I just, my head Idiot. forgot how to read for a minute. Idiot. Sorry, that's a swear word. <laughs> After Will, that's followed by quarterback coach at Northern Michigan University, JT Jurison. Awesome to have JT on. Ten straight. Awesome to have JT on. Either Ten way, straight. great conversation with him. Then we'll have a final look at the college football playoff picture after a weekend of conference championships to see who made the cut at the uh, FBS level there. And then what other bowl games to look forward to outside of the uh, New Year's Six and what teams won't be taking part in the bowl season this year. Uh A few teams there that are opting out. We'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. But in the NFL side of things, how the Jets might have blown their chance at getting Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence with their big-time win. They might have. They might have. No, they did. <laughs> they probably did. But we'll talk about that here um, coming up after the interview. Uh, some big-time matchups in the NFL and a potential Super Bowl preview that we saw last week. AFC, NFC, some big implications <laughs> no there. Jeez. Last but not least, chilling in the basement, talking football. Video podcast is available on YouTube. Hello if you're watching. Otherwise, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or our Twitter, at D1 underscore Rejects. Hit us up. Hunter's hitting his eyebrows real quick. Let's get into this first conversation with Will. Joining us today, Division One Rejects, we've got the redshirt sophomore play caller and starter for Northern Iowa University who was once a walk-on for the Panthers. He is the owner of every single passing record at Lincoln High School in Des Moines, Iowa. It's Will McElvain. McElvain, my bad. I'm, I literally asked you and then I butchered it. What's going on, Will? That was good, bro. Man, that's on me. I apologize. But um, what's going on, man? How you been? I'm good. Just out and uh, back home in Des Moines working out of a break and uh, getting ready for our season in the spring. There you go, man. Your season in the spring. That's the key word right there. I know for us, dude, everything for us is like up in the air. It's like super annoying at this point. Hunter and I were just talking about it, but you guys have that set in stone. February 20th, home game against Illinois State. How great does it feel to have that schedule set in stone and like a game day to just look forward to and prepare for? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like a long time coming now. It's been over over a year almost since we yeah. played. So, I mean, I'm just excited and I'm glad that, you know, we're going to have some type of season this year. So, it's definitely going to be a little different. But, I mean, at the end of the day, football is football. So. Oh, dude, yeah. Football is football. And I'm, I'm, we're all excited to get back. But, I mean, a little different is, like, the understatement of the year. Have you been approaching that any differently? Or is it just, like, next workout, next day type mentality for you? Yeah, I think, you know, just you just kind of got to learn to just adjust on the fly. And everything, you know, like you said, it's just been up in the air. So I'm just taking it one day at a time and just trying to get better and preparing that way. And when they tell us come back and we're going to start practicing, then we're just going to take it like how it is. But until, you know, we really get out there, you just never know. Yeah, man. You don't know until you get the pads on. Everybody, right. that's how it is for everybody. But let's talk about you a bit. What was it like? Suiting up last year, season opener, you win the job over the other quarterbacks for that starting job, you get the start, and you play into three overtimes against Iowa State, a team that this year is one of the top 10 teams in the country. Bro, what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was a cool experience because Ames is like 40 minutes from my hometown, so I had a lot of family there. And That's awesome. I was actually even committed to Iowa State for a time to walk on there. So, wow. You know, it, it was kind of like, uh, you know, it was a game that, Revenge I game. I felt a way about, and I wanted to come in and, and prove myself and, 
you know, I know a lot of guys on that team, so it, it was just a really cool atmosphere and, and cool experience. Dude, Hunter said it. Revenge season for you, huh? Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, that's awesome. But you know, I want to talk about your journey. You said it right there. You were going to go walk on at Iowa State, end up coming to Northern Illinois. You had this awesome journey, this Baker Mayfield-esque, what Drew was saying yeah. before we got started here. Um, to being this guy for the football team, even though you set all of those records, like I said, at the high school level at Lincoln, and you had obviously great success at the high school level, you end up walking on at UNI. And I heard you say in an interview that a lot of college coaches questioned your height or that they wanted you to play other positions. What was it about UNI that made it feel different and that you'd actually get a shot to go out there and play quarterback? Yeah, you know, I just, I just kind of always had a chip on my shoulder, you know, like you said, because I had a lot of success in high school and it got to the point where it felt like, there was nothing I could do to overcome my height and get a school to take a chance on me. So I just had uh, an official visit with Coach Farley, and uh, even though he didn't offer me a scholarship, he guaranteed that, you know, he let me come up and play quarterback and, you know, just try out and see what I could do. So, you know, I, I was just thankful to be on the Division One on, on the Division One team, which was my dream, and I just had to come up here and prove myself. So, you know, that's all I was really focused on. Yeah, that's the mindset you have. You gotta have, and like a shot is a shot. Like it doesn't matter. Like walk on scholarship player, whatever. When you get into camp, like all the pads hit the same. All the balls, you know, like there's no difference. You don't go out there. At least I think in most cases, right? You're not gonna go out there and be like, oh, A, B, and C. Those are the three walk ons on the field. Like those guys don't just stick in out like a sore cases. thumb. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean you're gonna have exceptions, but like I mean obviously not in your case. You go on and you're gonna win that starting quarterback job over two other guys. Now when I was looking at the roster, I saw. You're a redshirt sophomore, and right now you are the oldest quarterback on the team. This, this is what I saw on the roster, at least. Two redshirt freshmen and two true freshmen below you. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the oldest one now. We had some kids that were That's older before I, uh, before I was there, but now I'm the oldest. So, yeah, we got we got a pretty uh, young group, and, you know, I kind of have to remind myself sometimes because I feel like the veteran in the group. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm young myself. So, you know, it's, it's a unique experience, and – all the guys below me are also, you know, extremely talented and, you know, they're just young and just getting their feet wet too. So, you know, it's definitely a, just a unique situation, I feel like. Yeah, shout out the boys. Shout out the boys. I'm excited to hear that. You guys got a solid group over there. But you said it. I mean, that dynamic's got to be so interesting. You've got a relatively, like you said, still a relatively young quarterback and a talented one at that in yourself who now has been thrust into this leadership position that, like, A, you weren't asking for, but now, like, you're going to take full advantage of that, I'd assume. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, everybody's just super competitive and, you know, not that they really need my help, but I feel like, you know, since I have a year of experience actually being out there and playing that I can maybe shed light on things that they haven't got a chance to experience yet. But like I said, it's just, it's a super talented group and we all just you know, push each other. We're all young and, you know, we all have our own goals that we're trying to strive for. Yeah, grind together, man. That's awesome. Now, with you guys... We've talked about it, like, uh, we, uh, the three of us talked about it at the NFL a lot. The kind of the structure that it seems like is, like, get a young rookie quarterback, get him on a rookie contract, and then build up some weapons around him. Now, college, like, they don't got you on a rookie contract. You know what I mean? But, like, if you've got a young quarterback right now, you've got, like, three years of football ahead of you. You know what I mean? What is your team coming off a great season, 10-5? and five, What are you guys looking to improve this year, hopefully make another playoff run? You know, it just, it just takes time to, you know, kind of grow accustomed to things and, you know, do things the way they're supposed to be done. So, you know, I think after a year of everybody getting a little experience, I think that, you know, we should try to take off this year. Especially, you know, we have a lot of guys coming back on the whole line. Take off. A lot yeah. of guys coming back in the receiver room. So, you know, I think I think we're built to try to make a run at it. 10-5. and five, You guys had two wins over ranked opponents last year. 
Um, but also, you played against both teams that eventually played in the FCS National Championship. North Dakota State, James Madison. What was that playoff run like for you guys getting all the way to the quarterfinals? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. We had a lot of a lot of road games. and You know, we played the number one strength and schedule. We were on the road at Illinois State. They were a top 15. Yep. On the road at North Dakota State. On the road at James Madison. You know, those two are self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, on the road twice at South Dakota State. On the road at Iowa State. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of those teams this year are, are coming to us. We were on the road at Weber State. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of those yeah. teams this year uh, are coming to us. So, I think, you know, playing the Dome also gives us a little advantage, too. But it, it was definitely just a cool atmosphere. And, you know, it's a test point out there and playing some of the best teams in the country on the road. But, you know, that's, that's what you want when you play this level. That's exactly what you want, man. Going to somebody's house and beat them where it counts, man. But that's something that you and I got in common. We're both playing in domes. Northern Michigan, I don't, you probably got no idea. We got the largest wooden dome in the world with the Superior Dome up in the Upper Peninsula. You know, a quick flex there, quick flex there, yeah. (laughs) But I love that, dude. Like, you're going to go into somebody's house and you're going to take that from, like, it doesn't matter. And now that you guys are turning this thing around, they got to come to you. So that's way, that's a way different mindset heading into this year. And you sound, sound confident, which is great to hear. I want to know. James Madison, North Dakota State. Which of those two teams are you more impressed by? Um, uh, it's, tough, it's tough to say. I feel like James Madison was, and I may be biased because we came into that game yeah. a little beat up and we didn't have all of our weapons, but they were definitely a super talented group. I feel like they were super athletic. They were really uh, – they had a lot, of, a lot of older dudes on the team, a lot of seniors, okay. a lot of transfers. But North Dakota State – I don't know if they were as athletic, but they were super fundamentally sound. They were always where they were supposed to be. And not to take away and say that they're not athletic, because obviously they have some great players, too. That goes without being said. But, yeah. you know, it's just it's just two different type of teams. But that's, that's kind of just the vibes I got from both equally, obviously, good teams. So, so Will, um, you just said a couple of guys were banged up. Um, was that any chance the offensive line? Because I'm looking at your last two games. Ten sacks. Were you, like, were you feeling good Holy back there? Holy shit. Like, uh, no, I don't, I don't know if it was any O-line guys. I mean, some O-line guys were definitely beat up and, uh, and were playing through it, but mm-hmm. you know, we just, we just played some good teams and we had a lot no, of people sure. that were out and, you know, so nah, it's definitely, I mean, we got, we got our, our right tackle. He's going to be a first round pick this next year. Oh, round, sweet. So nah. Yeah. So I, I know exactly, uh, Kobe and Hunter will tell you, I played quarterback in high school and. Our offensive line wasn't the greatest in the world. May, obviously, you, you guys seems <laughs> Man, like it was good. Just don't put trash on But no, I'm saying their team seems good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like as a quarterback, when you're you know you got that DN coming and you're like, uh oh. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you felt at all. Well, it's but, hard to get in rhythm. I'd yeah. assume, right? Like we see a guy like Stafford who goes down time and time again, and like we admire him because he sticks in there. But like, I mean, I would assume it's hard to get into a rhythm when you sometimes you got to worry about that Division One dude coming off the yeah, edge. What's James, that like, James Mass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we played a lot of a lot of DNs that were super talented in that you know in the league right now. Derek Tuska, he was on North Dakota State. He's on the Broncos, and then uh, James Madison. I know both of their DNs. I can't remember their names, but I know they're both in the league. And Illinois State has to go. I mean, I mean, you playing the best people every week mm-hmm. at, at all levels. Yeah. You're playing the Missouri Valley, but now nah, we have I, we have one of the best offensive lines in the country, most definitely. And there you uh, go. You know, shout they, they the go boys out. out. And they, nah, nah, but they they got they one of the best out there. So. You know, I'm definitely comfortable behind him. In high school, I did not have a very good line. That's how I think I got my ability to scramble. But in college, I'm, I'm definitely able to kind of sit back there more and, you know, just, just play the position. Pocket, yeah. There you go, man. You take care of those boys or what? Yeah, no, nah, definitely. <laughs> take care of me. 
There you go. Let's talk about that Missouri Valley Conference. Like you said, you're playing the best team every single week. You know what I mean? They get, or not Missouri Valley, but North Dakota State in particular, they got a big transfer as of late. I'm not sure if you saw Virginia Tech quarterback Quincy Patterson, who officially transferred to NDSU. You guys play them in April. Now, previously that team had been in the hands of uh, Trey Lance, obviously, who's the Walter Walter Payton Award winner. But with Lance declaring for the draft, what do you think of this guy coming from the Hokies at Virginia Tech, coming from a big-time conference like that? And how often do you see guys come from some uh, Power 5 conferences like that down to uh, Missouri Valley? Yeah, uh, you know, we see it a lot. We got a, we got a lot of transfers ourselves just this year. We got uh, a couple players from Kansas, a few players from Kansas, actually. We got uh, we got a kid a couple years ago from Notre Dame. Uh, oh. We got a kid from Western Kentucky. So, I mean, it, it happens all the time. So, yeah. you know, everybody, I mean, it's just competitive. When we go play, I would think those are all kids that are from Power 5. So, you know, we got to go out there and compete the same way. So, I mean, yeah, we, we see it a lot. And North Dakota State has uh, another quarterback, Zeb Nolan. He transferred from Iowa State. I think he was their backup. Really? So, mm. I did yeah, not know so that. He, he's a, he, nah, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. So, I don't know. Uh, and I don't know what they what they got going on over there, but. I mean, they, they definitely got a super talented quarterback room. I don't know Quincy personally, so yeah. but I'm sure he's a great player. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely got a talented room. That Their conference, the Missouri Valley Conference, seems like not – you wouldn't seem like a D2, like a, like a knockdown. I feel like it's yeah. a really good competition. Oh, dude, it sounds like – I mean, like when you looked at their record – not their record, but their schedule last year yeah, for these brutal. guys – they're every single every single week, man. Yeah. Like there's not a down week, and I think that's something that separates those conferences from some of the other conferences that you see. Um, I don't know a ton of the FCS conferences, but man, like you guys got to be on the top of that thing. Like that's all I know. And I do, Will. I do have one question for you. You guys started out three and three with a huge loss to North Dakota State. What was that mindset going in? Because then you guys proceeded to win four in a row. Yeah. So what was that? change of mindset like did you guys have like a team meeting or anything like that like hey boys this is not what we're about you know something like that uh no nah, i mean you just like you said when, when you play in the schedule that we play it's just i mean if you look at our losses it was a three overtime loss to mm-hmm. iowa state yeah north dakota state who's won eight of the nine last national titles or whatever the number is and then we lost on the road at weaver state so number five in know, the country playing, yeah yeah another big sky champion so i mean we're playing you know all top five teams or top of the FBS teams in the country so I mean that's not to say that like oh we, we don't you know we take a moral victory to lose mm-hmm. those games and we feel like we should have won but at the same time I mean we're not kicking ourselves about it and the good thing about about the FBS is that you know you still get the playoffs so that's you true can lose that's true however many games and sneak into the playoffs and you can still win a national title so at the there end of the day you know that's all we were focused on is trying to go win a national title and just you know taking your loss and moving on uh, to the next week. You got to get hot at the right time. And that's what it is at like so many levels of football. But like, that's a great example of that. That's a great example of that. And you said it too, like a new offensive coordinator, stuff like that, a rocky start, which it doesn't even really sound like you guys had a rocky start. If you look at the schedule, maybe you'd say that in the first couple games. But like you said, like those losses are not like hits at your character or anything. Those are just great teams. You guys ended up on the wrong side of that game. I want to know, you being a younger quarterback, and obviously the quarterback's leadership role on a team is so important, how did you approach that, being a guy that hasn't been there for as long as maybe some of the other guys on that roster? How did you approach that leadership role heading into that season? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm more of like a a lead-by-example type of guy. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I just try to go in and, you know, I don't really try to say too much unless something needs to be said and, I was trying to let my play speak for me, you know, and obviously I love like you got to be a, a vocal leader, but, you know, it's the time and the place for everything, and I would rather just, you know, let my play speak for itself and, 
And then I feel like when when you do say something, when you don't talk all the time, I feel like it's respected more. So oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not just going, you know, I'm not just going to talk just to talk. But I feel like, you know, I, I don't know. We, we had a lot of seniors on the team last year that, that were great leaders and were great vocal leaders. And they, you know, kind of played that role. I'm not going to say for me because everybody, you know, the quarterback's supposed to be that guy. But yeah. we definitely had, you know, we weren't lacking leadership at all last year. So. Man, that's great to hear. No, dude, that's that's the exactly the right mindset. If you're going to say something, make it count. Have something behind it, right? It's, there's no point in just talking to talk. For sure. Yeah. Well, well, that's all I got for you today, man. I appreciate you. That was that felt like it moved super quick, too. Like, yeah, thanks for coming on, Will. Yeah, that was awesome. I no, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Hey, I'm looking forward to following you this year and uh, seeing you tear it up some more. But I appreciate you, man. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. See you, boss. Great conversation with our man, Will. Yeah. Mm. The Baker Mayfield of FCS. Eh. <laughs> hey, when he goes, hey. hey, if he goes on to win the, uh, it's Walter Payton, Walton, right? Yeah. If he goes on to win that, he's officially then Baker he is, Mayfield. Yes. Hey, if he gets a you know, new O-line, 10 sacks in two games, we'll see. Hey, he shout out the boys in the he O-line. Shout, of course he's going to shout out the boys. Shout out, he's going to take shout care of the boys. boys. Everything's for the boys and will be done by the boys. He takes care of the boys. Care of the boys. Great guy. Seems I'm, like, seems I'm hoping like we have uh, him on again because he's tearing it up, dude. Imagine three overtime game against Iowa State. It seems like he's got that chip on his shoulder. Dude, he does. So he's confident he's definitely too. There. He's coming back, and you know, you heard him. He was like, "We got those boys coming at home." Yeah, you know, yeah. that's how we felt. They, we went to them last year. Yeah, they, they coming, coming back to us, to us. Yeah. in the dome. They coming to our house. We the gonna dome in the dome. Must not be a wooden dome. dome. Must, it not, must be not be a wooden, be a wooden dome because that's know, the world's largest at Northern. Yeah, really. Yeah, really? I haven't heard I've never that heard that before. Yeah. Well, maybe you should have listened to the conversation, Bob. Was right here. NFL. The Jets, how they avoid making history as the third team. J-E-T-S. Let's go, Jets. Wow, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But uh, the J-E-T-S <laughs> Jets before, haven't you? avoided making history one, as the man. third team to go 0-16 with a 23-20 win over the Rams on Sunday. Do we know the other two teams that did not win a game? I'm assuming uh, we do. I, I casually oh. root for both of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle oh. there. Dan Orlovsky led Lions. 2008. And the Sean Kaiser led Browns. 2017 Browns. Yeah. So the Jets avoid I, making history. I mean, that would have been a monumental moment for that franchise. I, I would have loved it. Would you have? I would have loved it. Come on, just add more 0 16. I'm getting kind of nervous now. They got, they're on a winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> we got them this week. Uh, but uh, this this loss, or not sorry, this win is so important, not because it has any type of implications on the rest of the season, except for the Rams, which did. Sean McVay was like super. He said it was well, a very humbling experience. I would have said more embarrassing he than did anything. Say, he said this is embarrassing. Okay, good, good. Because that's what it is. There's no like. You know, like I said, Aaron Donald. Like I it, texted both of you. Aaron Donald probably killed the man, dude. I don't even want to <laughs> I mean, be. Just think about I don't want to be like, on that guy who loses. Everybody's calling them Super Bowl favorites, and then you go lose to the yeah. They were 15, like fourteen Jets. Like it's ridiculous. It proves that anything can happen. Any true. And yeah, every then, NFL weekend. And we talked about obviously any given Sunday or, or Monday. Aaron, if you're the Steelers. Or Monday. Or, Monday, you're or right. Saturday. Lions playing on Saturday. True. Word or it's Friday. Friday. Christmas. Yeah. Woo, wow. But. The implications of this is that it might have blown their chance at getting Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars now have a great chance to get that Clemson quarterback because their quarterback play between Minshew Mania, who has been non-existent, and Luton? What's his name? Uh, Jake Luton. Oh, don't forget about Mike Glenn. Oh, <laughs> the bald-headed beauty yeah. from the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. He was on Hard Knocks, wasn't he? Yeah, he was last yeah. year with Peterman. Yeah. Exactly. Go exactly. To QB room. Dude, that was great. <laughs> what a dude. QB with room. Car too. What a QB room. Gruden. But yeah, what's that mean? Just 
interesting dynamic, but I think Tr- Lawrence is still the obvious pick for the Jaguars if they're in, the, in that position. Well, yeah, because their co- uh, coach, Doug Marone, who should be fired at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> Didn't they fire uh, the GM, Jaguars? Yes, so yeah. he's next. Yeah, probably. Um, Top down. Gardner Minshew hasn't been playing that bad. And he benched Dude, he got him. benched. Yeah, I was like, saying, he, he wasn't playing very well. No, but compared to the other guys? Yeah, that's true. And it's, plus, like, I don't know. I just feel like Gardner Minshew brings, like, a little spark to his team. He's got that Oh, he's got a remember, like, huge personality. Year, like, Minshew mania personality. That was yeah. huge. Was that was huge. Like, the headband, yeah. the Fu Manchu he was rocking, whatever. Yeah. Like, that was legit. And he was playing. The jorts? I mean, he, yeah, jorts. he wasn't, like, having an MVP season, but he was putting up numbers. No, like, for, he was well-known. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was, like, a sixth, seventh-round pick, maybe even undrafted. I'm not even he sure. He was a sixth-round pick but from Washington look at, State. Yeah, look at those two games. He was from Washington State, okay. Look That's at the two cool. games the Jacksonville Jaguars have. Both teams that they're playing need those wins because Bears the Colts and can Colts. still get in and yep. the Colts are going to get in. Yeah, exactly. Colts are playing really good football right now. That's and the Bears, I just happy. don't see them losing to them. Um, but honestly, with the Bears, they lost five in a row earlier in the year. Anything could happen with the Bears. But now nah, Trubisky's got them. Jacksonville's next two yep. games, Bears and Colts, look like two penciled-in losses. The Jets' next two games, Browns, which should be a loss. But to finish off the year, they have the Patriots, right? I'm not, the loss for the Jets. I'm not saying no, for I'm the Browns. I'm saying penciled-in the Bears and the Colts, and you go, eh, it should be a loss for the Jets. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It should be I mean, a loss for the Jets. they beat the Rams, the and I would true, say the Rams true. are better than the exactly, Browns. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, I wouldn't go that far either. But the Patriots. Okay, last week, you guys would you would have agreed with me at least. If what? I said that last week, if I would have said. The Rams over the Browns? If I would have said that last week, you nah, would have been like, after the yes, Monday night I wouldn't game. have, dude. After being there, the dog pound, I can't, can't say that. Can't dog say that. Dog pound affiliated. <laughs> um, ooh, ooh. How great would it be though if they beat the Patriots in the last week of the year and get that win over Belichick? Who that, I think <laughs> Belichick would, would retire I think right they, then. I think he would leave. Lose to the Jets. Oh, no, he might wouldn't. die on the field. Yeah. But like, not only would they get that win and just embarrass Belichick and the Patriots, who Stephon Gilmore is on IR this week, so maybe he might not even be back by then. I don't know what no. the situation with him is. Um, Cam Newton never plays. But that would one hundred percent. That would one hundred percent blow their chances of getting Lawrence right, and that would be like that would Two be wins. Yeah, I really that would like be the win. Well, It'd be so funny because that would be the win that like all the guys on the team want to win. You don't think they want to go out there and lose because they're playing Gore. for money. You know what I mean? That they're playing for their I feel livelihood. Like no NFL players like let's go out and lose. Exactly. I hate. I hate exactly. that. Just especially like, guys like, like a Frank Gore. Yes. Yeah. You don't think he's gonna retire and be like, man, I retired at zero and six. Dude, imagine like imagine well, we got to win now, so you know. But yeah, there's no way you want to finish your career in a place like that. Like, and I hate, just get rid of him. And I hate fans are like, no, keep losing, yeah. draft stock, yada yada. I hate that. It's just like it's a livelihood. Lions fans are always it's a like, that. It's like, the Lions do that every year. Yeah, yeah, it's like lose these games so we get a better draft pick. Well, if we get a higher draft pick, you guys are just going to complain about how we messed up that draft pick. That's true. No fans ever happy. That's why I hate the Lions fans. Yeah, but I mean, all fans are always like. We're going to mess it up. Just go out there and win games. I'm with that. got to win but games. The Jets only lost to the Patriots by three earlier in the year. No. I really think there's a good chance they well, go out and win this game. I feel like now because, I mean, even though there's no fans, they're in New England this next time. Yeah. Gillette Stadium. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm saying there's a, there's, a, there's a solid chance that it could happen. So, who do the Colts play next week? That's a great question. I don't know right off the top of my head. The Steelers. Do they? Mm, <laughs> really? <laughs> Is it really? No, they play the. Yeah, no, oh. they do. Dude, that. Oh, dude, Pittsburgh is in trouble. Yeah, if they lose that game. Wow. We'll, okay. We'll talk about it after we. Talk. We will. Um, let's talk about Corvette, the third Corvette. straight game. Juju finally gets rocked, and we'll talk about that later when we talk about our guys to watch um, that we saw from this past week. But the Bengals pick up a huge win 
I will say their first divisional win on the year for the Bengals. I thought that was unreal. That's a, I mean, no Ravens, it's a great division. no Browns, it's a great division. Steelers. Yeah, it is a great division, but Man, they don't have a, a single divisional win. I really feel like the Bengals won 27-17. If Joe Burrow played, that could have been 41-17. to Yeah. I didn't even know the name of their QB was until I looked up the game stats. A.J. Finley. It's Ryan Finley. Is it? A, no, dude, Ryan I literally Finley. looked it up. It's Ryan Finley. Then why do they have it listed as A.J. A.J. McCarron, <laughs> who played no. for them like three years ago? I swear to God. Bro, I literally Finley. looked it up. I will look it up right now. You guys can No, talking. I believe you, but they had him listed. I swear. Well, Finley, whoever his first name Ryan. is, threw for 89 yards and a touchdown and only 13 attempts. They threw the ball 13 times. And he had the crucial. Ran the ball 10 times, however, for wow. uh, 47 yards and another touchdown. Yeah. What, what's up? I'm saying, wow, he ran the ball 10 times. Yeah, he did run the ball 10 times. (laughs) Yeah, they were working that option game. But if they, like, I don't know if that's very smart. If you don't have a quarterback, what happens if Omi goes out and gets, like, laid out on a stretcher? They had, um, like, who's who's uh, next up for the the, the Bengals? They almost benched him to start someone else, apparently. Apparently, this is what I saw on uh, ESPN today. Ryan Clark, who's the Steelers guy, so he was just Ryan Clark's great, by the way. He's going to get up loud. Yeah, him and Lewowski. He's awesome. Um, Ryan Clark was like, the Bengals almost benched this guy because he's got a bad attitude and, you know, all this stuff. And then he goes out and beats the Steelers. Ryan Finley. Yeah. yeah. It's Ryan. I, be- I mean, I don't, Ryan. I don't it, know, man, what I saw. Get it right next time. Either way, it was one of the get worst right next time. offensive games that we've seen all year. The Rudolph. Steelers had a terrible first half performance. Three turnovers, 40 yards of total offense on eight drives. Uh, you know, none of us are math majors here, but that's five yards per drive in the first half. You're not converting. Well, 40 divided by eight. I mean, they still just That was the, the joke, either. Bob. Oh. Jesus. Oh, good job. Yeah, thank you. Gosh, that's terrible. I actually don't think they had a first down in the in the first half. That's no, unreal. No, they did because they, they, the, they got to the midfield where Juju decided to uh, die. Oh, dude. True. But true, true, true. It was bad. And there's, I mean, he actually, you know, we have written here, there's no way he comes out. He already came out and said yep. that he's done doing it, which is the right thing to do. It's a week or two overdue, but it's the right thing to do now. Well, it's it the Steelers so- logo, which, I, don't, I mean, if he danced on his own logo, who cares? Yeah. Browns don't have a logo. So where's he going to dance? <laughs> he was like, oh, okay, I'm done now. Oh, that's kind of oh, funny. Oh, that, yeah, that, that was the reason. That's a good yeah. point. Literally, dude, if he did it anywhere else on any other part of the field, it would be half the situation that it is now. Yeah. It's just the disrespect Especially that comes with that. when the other teams that. are warming up. Exactly. Like, the punter from when the, the Bills kickers was kickers are right warming yeah. up. Throw some... Hair on your chest, do it when everybody's warming up. That'd be, that's I would be true. like, I'd be like, if like the whole team's warming up, the whole team's, and he goes right in the it, middle. I would be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you got a linebacker staring you down on the other side of the logo. That, that would kind of or be safety, <laughs> yeah, right? Or, yeah, or safety. We'll talk about that um, a little bit later. Well, hold on before you move on. The Steelers lose to the Colts next week, and the Browns great beat the chance Jets. of that happening, by the, the way. Browns beat the Jets. Game 17 is for the division. That's unreal. Unreal. <laughs> we going to be there? No, I checked the price of $300. <laughs> I'm not spending that much. Hey, we, we made it to the dog pound, all right? But um, let's talk about... I did not make it to the dog pound. A potential Super Bowl matchup that we saw this past week. The Chiefs, who outlasted the Saints, 32-29. to Very back-and-forth game. Very interesting game. Very entertaining game. I really think... That this is the best. I mean, the Chiefs are in their own element. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, they're on their best own level. Football. But this Agreed. is the best football year, especially 2020, right? The most competitive. I feel like there's any anyone can win the NFC. That's a great point. And then I really feel like it's anyone versus the Chiefs. Like, ooh, that's a good one. The yeah. Ravens, the Bills, like, the you, Browns, the Titans, the Colts could all make a run. 
I agree Chiefs. with that. I agree I with like that. Because, like, the NFC, like, we don't know who's going to be in the NFC. Because you have the exactly. Saints, you got the Packers, because the Seahawks could be on, the then you're Bucks, like, you don't know. The yeah, Bucks, Bucks beat the Packers, who beat the Saints, and the Saints beat But in the AFC, whoever. you have to go through the Chiefs. Exactly. And that's a great point. that's the thing where, as much as you say, Super Bowl preview, I really don't think so. Yeah. I think the NFC, uh, I mean, yeah, I feel that the Saints could be the favorites. With, They're top two. Them and, them and uh, Green Bay yeah, right now but I really two. I think but, Green Bay's playing a lot better than uh, New Orleans is, especially yeah. after Drew Brees. Like, eh. That's true. Drew Brees did not look his best in that game. No, 15 didn't. for 34. Still threw for 234 hey, yards, three touchdowns. He is playing with a McRib. He's got a couple McRibs. <laughs> Um, Large size had an interception as well. Um, some are arguing that he actually shouldn't have stayed in the game to keep like him healthy and looking forward. Like, hey, we've got playoff aspirations. This team, we want to get Breeze and Taysom Hill didn't play bad either. Yeah, but like he didn't. But he didn't my either. thing was that I don't know if Taysom Hill is ready to play in a game of that magnitude. You know what I mean? I'm a huge advocate. You know, I'm a huge advocate yeah. for the Mormon Missile. But I don't think he's ready to play in a game of that magnitude. I don't think. I don't. I think mean, he didn't is. he play? Didn't he play? Oh, oh no! Cover they your lost eyes. That game. They lost that game. Never mind. Yeah, lost no. to Jalen. He did. Yeah, they lost to Jalen. Exactly. So coming in against the Chiefs, is a different animal. By the way, different animal against the Chiefs. We talked about it. I. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's ready to play in that game. It'd be that that guy where like the Chiefs, if they need a play, like they're gonna turn it on. No. You know what exactly. I mean? Like they had yeah, that yeah. first down late where he like Mahomes flipped it over the defensive end to Kelsey to finish off that first down. Remember seeing that? Mm-hmm. Like there was so much that went into that play. Like Kelsey fakes the block and then like yeah. sneaks outside. Like it takes a great touch pass yeah. throw. When they need a play, they get a play. And I then, don't think Taysom Hill can do that. And also, like, if you're just thinking like back to the AFC versus NFC, the AFC, why the Chiefs are that team is a they have Patrick Mahomes, they can always go to Travis Kelsey. Like that connection will always be hundred percent. And they have to go whenever. Five. Don't forget about the and rest of the freaking weapons that they have. Tyreek By the way, though, all of them. Hilaire went down, right? Yes. Clyde he's he's out for the rest of the week or rest of the regular season. And then they said because they're in the vigil round, he should be good. But to go, that's good. Yes. That's good. So any, I, oh no, oh, it's it's Le'Veon out, Bell. Yeah. Oh, Le'Veon <laughs> Bell is sitting back there in the and second. String. Damian Williams, yes, yes, set out the year. Is, Wait, no, he's not back. But remember him? He was the Super Bowl. He had that long touchdown run. 26, yeah. Yeah, da- yeah. Damian he set Williams. out the year because of COVID. He yeah. just didn't want to play this year. Yeah, he's not coming back. It's no, like not coming back. You did make saying, it sound pretty optimistic. No, 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 no. Yeah. I know, I know. But I'm just saying but that running Darrell room, Williams, 31. He's not bad either. Is, he's not bad either. They got hey, He ain't so bad. Yeah. Man, let's talk about your boy Jalen, huh? You want to talk about Jalen a little bit? I'll talk about Jalen. Go ahead. I love Jalen. Yeah. Oh, is that you want to talk about him later? Yeah, is that what you want to say? Oh, okay. We'll talk about him later. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the Falcons here real quick. Oh, right? yeah. Falcons, Falcons, Falcons. Falcons. They blow another lead against Tom Brady. <sighs> I, hey, did we all see the little meme of him? Yeah, like, can, can you post that on the Twitter page? Just that little that I might, meme? I might. I might have to. It's just like, that was pretty funny. Because like you don't want to see Tom Brady in this position. You know what? Actually, well, and the Tom best part is it was the Falcons, it. too. Hey, I'll put it up right now on the video version of the podcast. So check it Perfect. out on YouTube. I'll, I'll throw the little meme up there. Throw the meme. Show the people what they want. The meme. Tom Brady, though. Dude, I don't. Tom Brady's a Twitter guy. I don't know. Yeah, first of all, that comeback <laughs> against was a dungeon. Yeah, dude, he got Twitter fingers. He does. I don't know. I feel like he'd be a very interesting guy to play with. You, he'd be one of those guys you love to play with, but like hate to play against. I don't oh, know. I feel like that's his whole career. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I don't even know. Like, he'd be an Best interesting guy made. to play for. Lashawn well, McCoy. So? Lashawn McCoy came out and said that he's never met a guy who's so. When they're losing, he's the same. When he, they're yeah, winning, I did he's see the that. same. Very like, even he's heel just level. Very just, you know, like he, he's like focus, so focused that like he doesn't show that much emotion. And then when he does snap, obviously that's just human nature. Yeah, you know, everyone's gonna snap once in a while. And if you yeah. don't, like, 
I don't feel like for some reason today, do you player. even kiss your son on the lips? Like everyone, just this is a common yeah. thing. I know this is like totally off show. topic, but like about that snapping thing. For some reason today, I was looking at like Payne Manning highlights, and this one time he like snapped at his uh, center Saturday. Saturday, yeah. really, and I was like, and then like two seconds later, they come over and they like bump heads. He's like, sorry, they they both say sorry at the same time because like mm-hmm. that's just the guys they are. I, I've not seen that. I'm about to look is. that up. Yeah, I've not seen that. You've seen Aaron Rodgers snap on his. I feel like great quarterbacks sometimes need to snap. You yeah. know, be a leader. Like, like you were talking about with Will today. Yeah, correct, Will. Yeah, and he was like, McElvain, "You guys yeah. got to be a leader. Like yeah. the quarterback is always a leader on the football team. It has to be. It has to. And be. The, whether like Will, like he said, he's not a you know maybe certainly a vocal leader at times. He can be when he needs to say something. He will. <laughs> yeah, and that one went right over your head. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> nothing goes over. Oh, my head. <laughs> okay. Nothing goes over my head. By the way, just give me a couple seconds. Too fast. Too fast. Too fast. Catch it. <laughs> Little tracks the destroyer that reference. Twenty-eight-three lead in the Super Bowl for the Falcons. Super Bowl Fifty-One. The Falcons were up seventeen nothing at halftime. Twenty-four-seven in the third quarter, only to lose thirty-one twenty-seven. Still. Does not have me believe that the Bucks are for real, but like we said, AB? you don't they can know catch fire at any exactly. Point. You don't know they have they have just as many weapons as any other team in the it's NFC. That defense, the defense needs to focus on the pass. They do. Calvin Ridley. Calvin, that sounds familiar. Calvin Ridley, Ridley had a great. Calvin Ridley week. was yes. torching him. Yeah, but so and Julio wasn't even there. Exactly. So, dude, all it takes, all it you grab about a new guy. You your love your fans every team. week. Juju, honestly, I was rooting for Juju to get twenty four, and when he got rocked, I was like, oh, "That's over. My yeah. season's over. I don't even care Jesus. anymore." But, but I mean, like, like the Chiefs, you could have one guy that's on. Say Tyree Kill's having a week, like he did two weeks ago, where he like put up like Bucks, video yeah. game numbers, right? And then like, mm. you're good. You know what I mean? Because like, you have all these other weapons. The Bucks. Now they're not the offense is not producing at the same level as the Chiefs. But if you have one guy that's going off for some insane numbers, the rest of the guys, I don't want to say they can sit back. Their load has been heavily decreased. They if don't really the, have the pressure. If the Bucks show up the way they did in that second half, and Bruce Arians even said he remember he was like, if we can play like this for thirty minutes, why the hell can't we play it for sixty? Exactly. Minutes? Yeah. If they show up question and, of the decade. Yeah. If they show up and play like they did in the second half against anyone, they're the best team in the NFC, in my opinion. Ooh. I actually take, because of I Tom of, Brady, it just his pl- yeah, and like especially when you get into the playoffs. That's yeah. especially where you get so into the playoffs. Up and down. Like, remember he last year been. he didn't play good against ten, ten, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. there nobody we go. To throw t- to, t- t- <laughs> today. <laughs> Tennessee. By the way, did you see um, Will Compton, you, my boy, got a fumble with the boy. Big time fumble recovery. Yeah. Wow. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, first I was pissed, obviously, because oh, obviously. But then I was like, if anyone's gonna it's get it, boy. it's the boy. So I was like, a little bit excited for him. And I'm not gonna Taylor lie. Juan on Twitter was like, the boy. He was and then freaking it started, out. Yeah, started trending on you know, Twitter. The boy was yeah. trending. That was dope. But um, we're gonna transition over to some college Whoa, football. Hang on. But what? QBU, Jalen versus Kyler. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Right? We're, we're, we're talking, talking about, about, about that. Well, we're doing game picks. Oh, we're going to do them later. Wait about that? Right. Yeah, because we're talking about Jalen later, too. Never mind. I will say, we're going to. Foreshadowing. We're going to transition to some college football talk. <laughs> but before we do that, I want to go to a conversation with my quarterback coach at Northern Michigan Penn University, Strait. JT Jerison. Our second guest today on the pod, the quarterback coach at my very own Northern Michigan University, a guy who played at Northern and elsewhere at the D2 level, and the man who recruited me throughout high school and got me up to Marquette. It's Coach JT Jerison. What's going on, Coach? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Fantastic. Me and the boys having a good night. Super excited to have you on. I know you said you're uh, heading downstate for the holidays. Yeah, we're heading down to my wife's cabin down in Lake. So I'm going to enjoy some time down there, just hiking, and uh, hope you enjoy some snow. 
no yeah. weird not having any up in Marquette. I was about to say, this is probably the one time that I've seen that downstate has snow where Marquette does not. I feel like that's a weird, like, anomaly. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, back home in Minnesota, my parents are at it. It's uh, snowing like crazy. So you move up to Marquette, the snow in the winter, and kind of the outdoors, and you're not getting it. So yeah. it's, been, uh, it's been a different winter, but I'm sure it's going to come up there, and they're definitely going to get a, enough to, to be happy about. Yeah, but you're on the road right now. This is not the first time you've been on the road, but this year, unlike any other year, you have not been on the road as much because of the recruiting situation that is currently, I guess, plaguing would be the right word, the uh, Division Two and Division One scene, I guess for all levels of football, more like. Um, what has that been like not being able to go out on the road and recruit these guys, make those home visits, those school visits, and have to set up um, these kind of recruiting calls over Zoom, over the phone, whatever? I'd assume it's kind of bittersweet because you get to be home um, but at the same time, you don't get to make those connections with those guys. What has that been like? Um, you know, it's definitely been tough. Uh, it's been different challenges. I know everybody's going through their own. Um, definitely us being so far up north and in my area being in Detroit, you know, it's been impossible for me to get down there and for kind of the, the precautions we've been taking at the university, you know, I haven't allowed to. And so it's been different. You know, like you said, a lot of phone calls, a lot of texting, a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, but there's nothing. saying. You know, you, you like to go down there and meet everybody and, and kind of see how guys, you know, handle themselves on a visit. You know, how they interact with their parents when you're in there for a home visit and just kind of, yeah. you know, get a good sense of, uh, you know, what they're like as a guy. You know, we try to really do our, our homework and our recruiting and try to get the road and make sure, you know, we can stop and see guys. And, and like I said, get a, get a really good understanding for them a little bit more than you can, you can do over a phone. So, yeah, you know, I know. that's been a big, big obstacle. And, you know, trying to find ways to work around it and just, like I said, you can't really complain about anything going on because everyone's battling. So you just got to find a way to get the same experience um, without being able to get there in person. Yeah, you're totally right. And I was talking to Coach Nystrom about it, and he was telling me, like, you know, we're not going to take quite as many, I guess he said, the word he uses, chances. We're not going to take quite as many chances on guys because you don't have that same level of like getting to understand what you know what's really there about. You know what I mean? Like you can talk to a kid over the phone or over Zoom or whatever and try and like get to know them, I guess. But until they are on campus or you get to see face the to family, face-to-face yeah. face interaction, like Hunter's saying, like you really don't get 100% a true feel, I guess, of what a kid's like. So I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic for kids heading into school this year. A lot of these schools have not had the same chances, which for Division One, you get kids in a lot of their junior years who have been, they've been out to visits before or whatever. But in this next year or two, it'll be interesting to see if a lot of these kids end up staying at these schools because they probably have not gotten the same level of like a connection that a lot of us got, like visiting and being able to be around the coaches and all that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and, you know, kind of through my philosophy, it's all about fit. Um, you know, fit gets exposed uh, when you're not somewhere you want to be. Yeah. So that, that's definitely going to be a tough thing in the fall. Um, you know, and I know in this league, there's a lot of really good coaches and a lot of really good recruiters. And, you know, I don't think you see as much transferring out of the GLIAC as you do with some other leagues. But Oh, not at all. You know, it's, it's about really just kind of laying out you know, what you have as a university, you know, how you are as a staff, and kind of how you guys operate. And then really trying to develop that relationship, like you said, uh, and understanding, you know, is that guy's going to fit? You know, if he's going to do the right thing, if he's going to be an impact player in your program, you know, making sure you check those boxes you know, before you go through it. No, again, you're totally just, right. You know, yeah. it's, it's, that, it's that extra step this year just because you can't do that in person. So, you know, you're trying to, to reach out as much as you can and, and try to find those conversations that you can, you can dig in a little bit more and really understand what the guy is looking for and wanting. Yeah. 
Now, let's talk about you a little bit. Played at Northern for two years before transitioning into that student assistant role from there. And I did not know this. I had to do a little research on you. You went on to coach the running backs, so I guess I missed out. So the special teams, you became the quarterback coach for your first stint. Then you moved over to the wide receivers. Now you're back coaching the quarterbacks. What has that been like for you to be a part of all those different position groups? And I guess how does that enable you to be just a better overall coach? Uh, you know, it was, it was a blessing. You know, coach Ostrowski took me in as a player. Uh, brought me on his staff. Uh, that first spring, I was actually there. He threw me into the into the running backs room, and I was able to step in. And, and lucky for me, I had Jake Mayon in the room. Uh, he was going into his senior year. Yeah, he, he was a tremendous leader in the room. Um, he really set the tone. You know, he, he was able to make my job really easy. He made me look like a really good coach. You know, he's one of those <laughs> players where that guy's going to do. He's going to he's going to make five guys miss for you. And you know, there's some stuff where you can teach him different techniques and all that. But at the end of the day. He's just got a God-given ability, and he's going to shine on Saturday. And it's just going to make you look good. But, That's awesome. you know, for me, being able to coach really now all the skill positions um, through my time at Northern, uh, it's been a blessing. You know, you get to learn different crafts, different tools, uh, and definitely see the game from a different view. You know, yeah. I was a quarterback growing up. My dad was a quarterback coach. Uh, my mind's always been on the quarterback mentality. And I was able to bounce around a in college. But, you know, really, really coaching those other positions, studying, you know, the little things that can make, uh, make a difference in, in their position how the game is so different you know everybody's got to have their own craft and master it about all 11 guys doing that very well yeah I'm with you there I'm with you now what is that um you talked about how you know I'm sure you're being super humble in saying this but how he made you seem like a great coach whatever I'm sure you were you know hit the ground running as far as coaching goes but what is that player I'm trying to figure out how to word this that player coach relationship as far as leadership goes you've seen that um, if that is not something that is going very well for a team, if that dynamic is not healthy, it's, it's not in the right place, that can be something that's detrimental to any team. I mean, even at the NFL level, we've seen like all the headlines around like Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, whether Freddie or not Kitchens, they, yeah, they whether or not like they, other, yeah, or... like whether they like each other and like they get along with each other and who really, you know, wears the pants in that relationship and like any you know, Lions coach ever. Exactly. Like, what is that balance between like, it's kind of a hard question, I guess, to pose to you, but what is that balance like between the players and the coaches and where is that line? Like what, who controls what in those leadership duties on the team? Um, you know, I, I think the coaches really set the tone as far as what your program expects. Um, but, you know, I think, I think the culture really takes over at the end of the day. Yeah. You, know, you bring in, you bring in the right leaders. Um, you know, you can meet with those leaders and you, you always instill that culture, um, kind of how you want to act. Know, really your pillars of success and uh, I think that's a great thing we do at Northern you know we've had all those talks in the fall um, where we talk about you know uh, all-star quality of the dad or, or different life lessons where you know, we just try to work on those details and I think it's really just about caring about your guys you know you can have all the X's and O's in the world but at the end of the day the, the boys got to want to play for you, you know, they yeah. got to want to believe in what you're doing and I think that's the ultimate you know thing that pushes the team it is that that belief in what you're doing you know, that belief in the team and and really just understanding that, you know, you're going to get coached hard, but it's because you're cared for. And, and I think, you know, you can't just always be hard on a guy. You, they have to they have to understand, you know, exactly where you're coming from and why you're doing it. And I think that starts, you know, in recruiting and in the relationships you have and then really just kind of the work you put in. You know, your guys should see you out there, you know, really working hard to make them better, whether it's, you know, studying film or different drills or yeah. just your energy and practice. You know, let them see that you, that you really want it as much as they do. Yeah, Don't and that goes back. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. That goes back to like McDougal. He's got cleats on during practice. He's out here running routes with the guys. Or we talked to uh, Antoine Robinson from Northwood, the players' coach. He called himself because he's got the cleats <laughs> on. He's out there doing the drills with the guys. Like 
yes, at the end of the day, you're the coach. You're going to determine a lot of things. You're going to set a lot of boundaries. But also, like, that relationship is so important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they don't want to play for you, you're not going anywhere. Like, newsflash. You know what I mean? You've got two guys yep. right now that you brought in, and, you know, they are really battling for a starting spot right now. They want to play and get on in that field. And that starting quarterback position, we were texting earlier before this, you got a senior and a sophomore um, I'm not trying to ask you to like name a starter right now, but what has that been like coaching these super two super competitive guys and seeing who's going to really come out on top? Uh, you know, it's been great. Uh, I, I love competition. I think competition brings out the best. Uh, and then they're two they're two really hardworking guys. You know, they 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 don't have real big highs or lows. They're they're even keel guys and go behind uh, the center and get it done. So you know, it's been tough. We had a, a short spring uh, and an even shorter fall, and then I'll kind of due to the COVID and everything we've been going through. But, you know, I'm excited to really see that, that competition pick up and I'm really, you know, start to emerge as a leader. But for me, it's, yeah. you know, it's always about, you know, who, who can step up, who can lead the team, who can do the things right on and off the field. And, you know, I think we have a tremendous quarterback room. Um, you know, uh, I'm really blessed to be the coach in that room. And so there's, there's a lot of good guys in there that can step in on Saturday and help us win. I feel like we've done a good job in recruiting in there. I feel like the boys that have been in the room have done a tremendous job of making sure that they keep improving on their skills and they're working hard developing themselves. Yeah. They stay in, day out. Next man up. All right, hey, Coach, Hunter Chambers. Oh, Hunter, go ahead. All right, hey, Coach, Hunter Chambers here. Um, I'm up at Michigan Tech, and I know for us, like, every every week is an important game, but there's something about that Michigan Tech-Northern game that is just another – check mark on the schedule that is another importance. I just want to ask, like, what does that rivalry mean to you playing there and also coaching there now? Oh, man, I mean, that's everything. You know, that, that, that's the game. You, know, you, you go to Northern, you go to Tech, the, the playing that game and the minor stuff is, is definitely the, the battle for the UT. So, you know, it's, it's a thing of pride. You know, and it's, a, it's a fun game to play. In. Uh, I've had, you know, my chance to play and coaching in it. And regardless of the year or how it's going for, for one team, it, it always comes down to the end. Mm. Uh, I think I've been a part of four games that have gone to either overtime, a field goal, a block field goal. So it, it's a fun game. Yeah. Um, and the UP shows out. You know, I've never seen you know, both stadiums as packed as they do for those games, regardless you know, if it's sunny and 75 in the dome or if it's blizzard up in Tech. So you know, it's really cool to kind of see those, those communities come out. It means a lot in the UP. And I think it's, it's a really good showing of those programs. And, how much they are to the areas and what we have going on up there. That's a great point. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that kind of determines how great really a rivalry is. If like you can throw away previous records or whatever, we talked a it's little bit about this. Bengals, exactly. Bengals, Steelers. That was something. Yeah. Even Ravens, uh, Ravens, Browns is something that we talked yeah. about too. Like the week before doesn't matter. Two weeks before doesn't matter. Like anything leading up to this point, you can pretty much throw it out the window because this game is going to be determined by you know, whoever shows up that particular night and it's not going to be decided like very early on. So I think that's something personally that decides whether or not a rivalry rivalry is real. So in that case, Ohio State, Michigan is just gone because uh, (laughs) that that really has not been around for a few years now. But kind of talking onto that college football scene a little bit more, they released the final rankings and obviously the playoffs. uh, Who's going to be making that top four? What did you think of the committee's decisions on who ended up making the playoffs? Uh, you know, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the playoff system. I wish they would move more to, to what we do at the MCS level or Division Two level. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I think I think doing seed play in, um, it gives some teams, you know, an opportunity to make that run, you know, to get hot in the playoffs. Agreed. Um, show that they can go to the duration. And, 
you know, the, the voting stuff, there, there's always going to be an asterisk in my books. You know, someone's always going to be upset. Uh, someone's always going to have a great run. Uh, I think it just opens up a door for conversations that, you know, you could go without. You know, if you expand the playoff a little bit more, it gets more teams in there. Um, it, it just it leaves room for, for less talking and more just, you know, true results. And I think a lot of other leagues do it well. Um, so you know, it would be nice to see them kind of adopt that model and move away from the voting committee, in my opinion. I agree. So, Coach Jerison, this is Drew here. Um, talking about, obviously, you were talking about the FBS playing. They're obviously playing right now, as everyone knows. But for us in the GLIAC, what for you would be the correct way the GLIAC should handle football for 2020-2021 season in the spring? For instance, uh, we've ta- I've talked to Coach Twan, obviously, being my DB coach at Northwood. You know, there's potential scrimmages, potential games. How do you as a coach feel like – you would be satisfied with what we get? Um, You know, and, and that's a tough question, you know, dealing with the whole situation because I, I don't have the answers to, to what exactly we need to do to keep you guys safe, and that's obviously yeah. number one. Um, but as far, as far as just the whole idea, it, it would just be nice to, to have an exact plan um, for the league for, yeah. for what each team's going to do, um, how we're going to practice, you know, how we're going to scrimmage, um, and just kind of get ground rules laid up by them. So, you know, each team is doing the same thing. We're, we're all working that same way. But, um, you know, it's tough. There, there's so many levels to these, these questions when it comes to COVID and how we can get things going. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel for you guys that, that have missed the season. And, you know, I just hope whatever they do in the spring is, is allowing us to get back to things and normality and get back with the guys and have that team aspect. Because I know that was missing a lot in the fall. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of a lot of the incoming freshman class, you know, it was tough for you guys. That was your first experience in the semester. And, and it wasn't exactly, you know, what it, what it should have been. But, yeah, I'm with you. And I feel, you know, obviously I'd, I would have loved to have a season this year, but I almost feel more for the guys going through at the high school level right now. Talk about, you know, we just want to plan. We just want to know what's going on, which mm-hmm. right now it seems like we're going to get anything but that. And is that, you know, can you point the finger at one particular person or group? I don't think so. There's just so many outside factors, external factors that are going into making those decisions. But people at the high school level right now, especially in the state of Michigan at least, I don't know about the other states, but right now it feels like it's been on and off and then on and off. And like now that you've got these kids who are going to some big-time schools, especially out of the OAA, which produces a lot of Power 5 talent, you've got these kids who are already signing off like, oh, it's been real, like my high school career is over. Like there's still a chance they could play in like a couple weeks here after the ban gets lifted like January 18th. There's also kids, as um, Coach Jerson would know, that like they're not going to get recruited. Yeah, this is their last high school. I was gonna game. say, so like they don't want to just throw it away and pack it up, but like, I mean, you just gotta feel for those high school guys. What do you think that's been like for them? Yeah, I know. I mean, I think the the biggest impact of all kind of the football world falls on those high school guys. You know, they they missed their big senior year, and really for Division Two, that that's where we find most of our prospects. Yeah, um, you identify good players as juniors, and you know you lose a handful to higher levels. Um, but really, the guys that develop hard as the seniors that might have missed that that D one recruiting class and just. Kind of hit that hit that growth spurt, or just really develop a little bit too late. You know, those are the guys that we find that, that show up in this league and that really make the difference. You, know, you have to you have to play with a really high level of a, a player in this league. Uh, I think it's uh, obviously one of the one of the better Division two leagues in the nation, and it oh, yeah. shows. And so, so for us, it, it slowed down the recruiting a ton. Um, you know, those guys having film, um, you know, guys in Illinois haven't played at all. So, you know, there's there's different situations all over uh, really in the Midwest and across the country. And those guys are definitely going to be hurt by the ton. So, you know, senior tape or, or without really a true season, you know, they didn't get that chance to, to show the development they had in the offseason where they were at. Yeah. 
and I know I can speak for myself. I can't speak for these guys, but without a senior season for me, like my junior tape alone was not going to get me to go play college football. I mean, I had a decent year, but like that you're talking about, that development into your senior year was so important for a lot of guys just like me. I want to transition one more time back to that college football um, topic there because I want to talk about these uh, group of five teams, the non-power five teams. We saw Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, they go undefeated. They win their respective conference championships. Oh, no, wait, Coastal Carolina's got canceled, correct? The Sun Belt? Yeah, yeah, against Louisiana, Correct. but they did beat Louisiana earlier in the year. So they this had goes that back many years too. Yes, UCF, exactly. Western so Michigan. A lot of teams have been in this situation, right? Do you think? Yep. Now, do you think if there is no expansion to maybe an eight, twelve, or even like a sixteen game playoff in the future, do you think any of them even have a chance of getting into the playoff? I feel like they show them little to no respect. I mean, I, th- I think with the expansion, you have that ability. Yeah. Um, but it's the battle of like UCF. You know, they, they just can't get that respect they've earned. And it's almost, a, you know, you could go undefeated when you're league and not get into it. And so those those teams are just unfair. You know, if, you, you want to be, if you're at that level and, and you, you do the right things, you want to be playing in the national championship. And, you know, finding a way to expand it, like you said, or 8 or 16 or whatever you have to go to. Uh, but you got to find a way to get those guys in there. Um, you yeah. play in the first round and then it's on them. You know, it's how under they play on Saturday mm-hmm. and they'll move on from there. But you got to give them a shot. Um, it's tough seeing these teams kind of get left out to dry. And then I tell you, you know, it's Maastricht again. You know, you got teams that, exactly. are, that are playing in the national championships and they couldn't play in it. You know, you can't argue, you know, a team are undefeated and if they won some big games, you want to see that. Give them a shot. You know, let them see what happens. And at the end of the day, ball don't lie, right? Exactly. Yeah. Do you see too? too. They went undefeated the next year, and if their quarterback didn't hurt, they beat Joe Burrow. I know it. So it's like, it's unreal because like you said, like there's going to be an asterisk next to until they do that expansion or they include more teams. There's always going to be that looming over whoever the champion is. I mean, unless you're LSU and you had that year, like they had last year, I don't think there's any asterisk next to their name or Trevor Lawrence. Yes, exactly. There there are definitely exceptions to the rule. I'm not going to act like there aren't, but that's all I've got for you today, coach. I appreciate you coming on. Awesome. It was great talking to you, buddy. Um, We're fired to beat you back up. Good talking to you boys too. Hell Appreciate yeah. It. Of course. I'm coach. excited to get back up to Marquette. Have a good one, coach. I'll talk to you. Awesome. Hey, have a good Christmas. You as well. See ya. Great talk with Coach Jurison, huh? Yeah. Great talk with him. Great talk with him. Heading downstate. Only Head time. Heading downstate to see the family. What's what's better than that? That's that's it, man. <laughs> what's better than that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the dude, dogs and the UP between... scared him out. <laughs> <laughs> He's working. <laughs> we have to keep that in. <laughs> anyway, guys, we are in the end game now as the conference's schedules are now over and college football playoff and college football bowl games are proceeding as scheduled. Yeah. The first thing that we're going to be talking about, oh. Trevor Lawrence dominating Notre Dame. Not even close, yeah. really. And we all picked Clemson, obviously, with the addition of Lawrence coming back. Um, but... Right now, before we get into that, I just want to say, like, this college football playoff picture, like, as it, you know, it's in its final form now as we near these bowl games in New Year's Six, and it's simultaneously, like, this is exactly how I thought it was going to go, and at the same time, there are some parts where I, I, you know, it totally took a twist where I was not Mm -hmm. expecting it, but we'll get into Mm -hmm. that in a second. Let's talk about that. Trevor Lawrence, Notre Dame, what did you see in that? Obviously, Notre Dame took a hit there because they dropped down to Ohio State. What we saw is Clemson is still... The most the dominant dog. football team They've when went Trevor to Lawrence six is playing. straight playoffs. Dabo Sweeney is arguably, eh, I mean, you could put him up there. You could arguably put him next to Saban. Oh, I think he's next to him. I'm saying you could put him as the best. Ooh. I don't know if he's there yet. Alabama has been going to so six prominent. straight playoffs. 
I know that's true. And though. Alabama that's hasn't true. done that, and he's won. That's very true. Yeah, they have, they've done at least four no, or five. Gone to though. Si- they went to six, but not consecutively. Last, yeah, last yeah. year they, they had, didn't they, make it. They took an off year where they were instead like the top whatever. They went and smoked Michigan. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> not hard to do. Though. Yeah, but I think that's a good point. Actually, six in a row. Yeah, that's unreal. And I think they've only went to not gone to the national title one time in that since it's been a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Or two times. So they haven't. Like, the they BCS didn't go. To the, they didn't go to the first year when it was uh, Ohio State and Oregon. And Oregon, and they didn't go the year it was Alabama and Georgia, because okay. they lost. Yeah, Alabama. that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, dude. I mean, it's nuts. But Notre Dame spot. I was. I was writing this before we actually got the rankings. Yeah. I thought their spot could be up in the air because Texas A and M. I because that really took a hit on that Notre Dame team. And it would have I actually mean, been kind of funny. They, they, they both lost to them. So they yeah. both they both, they both both lost to each other. Yeah. And I'm glad that they moved Ohio State up three, which I agree Ohio Notre Dame should be four. But I'm glad they moved it up because nobody wanted to see Clemson Notre Dame again. Yeah. I agree with that. That's a great they, point. They both now, lost to each other. I will say, the problem with that is I agree with that. I don't want to see that a third time. I don't think people want to. We saw it without Trevor. We saw it I, with Trevor. I wouldn't mind if we saw it a third time if Notre Dame but, beats Alabama. I don't think they will. Exactly. I wouldn't mind Notre it. Dame fans should be scared right now. But <laughs> I'm saying th- what I don't think, I, at least I hope this didn't happen. I hope that the committee didn't look at this and say, oh, we don't want that matchup again. Let's throw Ohio State up there. They should be unbiased. They should evaluate the teams, whatever. We know that's not the case. No, as much as I'm, we would like to believe that. We know and, it's not the case. I don't think Ohio State's better than Notre Dame. I Ohio don't think State, so either. I Ohio really State don't. Went and played Northwestern, which we'll I get think, to. I think Texas A&M should have been in. I think if they went by the best I think they, teams, I think Florida will put up a better fight, which I was right about, um, against Alabama than Notre Dame will. Just for the fact that Florida that is, a, is a hot take, but I think I mean obviously we're going to know here yeah. pretty soon. I think you might be totally right. And just for the simple that fact, that was a great that, game. Yeah, it that was, was a great game, and uh, it's. You look at teams like Oklahoma and Texas A&M. Could Texas A&M and Oklahoma put up better fights against Alabama against yeah. Notre Dame? I think they could. Well, first of all, Oklahoma but, comes out of nowhere exactly. and knocks Cincinnati out. What did Cincinnati do to deserve, you know what I mean? So remember, I texted you guys Saturday or Sunday morning. I was like, I, we're listening to this guy talk, which I don't think we ever figured out his name. But it's yeah, like I don't know. Cincinnati got kicked out. Like, what are those non-Power 5 teams? Like, what are they doing? Like... Like, JT was saying there's an asterisk next to everything mm-hmm. because yeah. there's four teams. Like, what are they doing wrong? They're undefeated. Like, what They're do they have doing to anything do? Wrong. So the only thing I can think in. of. What do they have to do to get in? They, the only they thing I can to think of. told that. Go ahead. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that in that win over Tulsa, I believe they only won by two points. They kicked the field goal to win the game. Exactly. So it was a game but winner at the end of the game. I don't think. That's like, not the reason. Yeah, because I, you. Now were, I will say though, if they came out and beat them by, and they just stomped them, they beat them by twenty five. I still think it wouldn't have made a difference. I really you, don't. You think Oklahoma still would have jumped them? Oklahoma beat the sixth ranked team in the country, and that they avenged a loss, right? That's true. So when I look at the UCF and I look at Cincinnati and Western Michigan and this and this and that, they could go undefeated, and as long as there's a four team playoff, and as long as there's not expand the teams playoff. with Ohio State losing two games or Notre Dame losing two games or Clemson losing two games, whatever. There's no chance they're going to get in because UCF went undefeated, proceeded to go undefeated again, went with their backup quarterback against LSU, who was top 10 and lost. Yeah, I feel like they would have won. And I still don't think that the committee was like, UCF might be one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah. And with Cincinnati, they still have the national championship. Yeah, which is awesome. I I went there. That's why I like UCF because their campus is beautiful. 
Really? Um, but just for the fact that for Cincinnati, I really feel like there's no shot for any power any any, no. any power five team until we go to six or eight. Group of five. Because yeah. even Notre Dame, there were always like Oh, Notre Dame doesn't play a conference schedule. They shouldn't be in. Remember, like last year, that was big for them. Yeah, years. and that's they why they get butt kicked too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why them going to the ACC was such a big deal. Notre Obviously, Dame in the playoffs in the past, not been good for the Fighting no. Irish. Right? We've seen some blowouts for them. Worse. It might be. It really might be. I see a beatdown coming. And I, I know. I said this against Florida too. And Florida kept that game yeah. very close. And it was Kyle Trask and that offense. I don't think fifty-two yeah. to forty-six. I don't so think that's Ian, what, Book, that's, Ian Book can't keep up with Alabama. Like I don't think so. I really don't think. I don't care if he's been there for 20 years because he has. He still can't keep up with them. I don't think he can. A huge part of that reason Florida was in that game because of the return of Kyle Pitts. Yeah, who's now opting out. Declaring for the yeah. draft. He's not opting. He's declaring for the draft. No, he opted, he's not playing the bowl game. Oh, he's not? No. Oh, I saw he declared for the draft. I did not see that. No. Really? Yeah, I don't think Who so. were they slated to play? Oklahoma. Oh, that would be a fun game. That's going to be a fun game. So who does oh, A&M have? Oh, that speaking of Florida, Oklahoma. Wait a minute. Na, 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 what can you na, say? Na, na, na. You, I will be attending the Oklahoma-Florida game as a recruit. Um, Lincoln Cal- Riley and Baker Mayfield invited me out. They said, oh, Kyler's going to fly me down, actually. I think it was the headband that got yeah, the attention. Yeah, that's why you know, I got to wear it. He's it actually going to uh, tune into our Twitter account. He's actually going to be taking over the Twitter account for that game. So that actually would be sweet. Oh. That'd be sweet. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. That'd be cool. Sweet. Um, Plug. But <laughs> you're welcome. We you talked guys. about... How about them Buckeyes? Ohio State and their game against Northwestern. How about them Buckeyes, honey? And I said we... How about them Buckeyes? Last, last week, we talked about how the defense not necessarily was going to, like, determine, you know, any like everything about that game, but that was going to determine who won, is who played the best defense, and Northwestern's defense came out, I think, really hot. They did. And they played the way they've been playing all year, and that's been keeping their offense in games. A few interceptions thrown by Justin Fields. He pulls away. Trey Sermon, 331 yards, two touchdowns. Dude, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching Ohio State, and I'm like, when do you think they're going to realize that their front seven or their front whatever, their line is more – so much more physically imposing than the guys that they're playing against right now. All credit in the world to Northwestern. They do not have the same athletes as Ohio State. Oh, you don't. They're not a big brand like that. Exactly. They like could when, be in the future. That, but that's just no. them imposing their will, and they should have done it in the first quarter or second quarter. They Instead, they waited until like the second half, really, to really get going with that. And they just those numbers are insane. Big Ten uh, championship rushing record, by the way, broke Zeke's record. Did the little feed me after yeah, one of his touchdowns. 3-1-3 he had? Uh, three, 331. 331. Oh, same number. Broke Zeke's records by like almost 100 yards. By yeah. The way. Um, wow. I don't know how you guys feel about this. This doesn't do, this didn't, this game did not help Ohio State. I, really, I don't think so. As much as it helped them. Well, it didn't. Like the, the committee did say that they value conference championships a lot. So in that regard, yeah, it, it had to have helped sure. them. But, or else they wouldn't be in front of Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, and it also, I feel like it didn't help Justin Fields' draft stock. Oh, dude, no. Not I'm all. looking at, the Jets now, and you're you know we talk about what the Jets might do, whatever. The difference between Trevor and Justin is, is a big drop. wow. Yeah. Okay. Once again, we're we're talking like that right now. Look at what Justin Herbert doing. It Justin Herbert is doing. I thought Justin compared Herbert was to Tua be a stud though, and yeah, exactly. But like most of the analysts were like the drop off between Tua, Joa. Joey, Joey, <laughs> to uh, Joey and yeah. Herbert were like huge yeah. drops off. Yeah, and now you're no, saying like, the yeah, same they thing. Thought it was too. It's a different Herbert. Or it's Tua all about where you Earl. end up, right? Yeah. It's yeah. all about no, where you end up for sure. Because look at 
for instance, not to get off track or whatever, but we're still talking about Go Ohio State. But if Lamar Jackson does not end up on the Ravens, and let's say the Browns took him, you think Lamar would be Lamar if he had four coaches in three years? Great point. And like a coach in John Harbaugh, John, right? Yeah. yeah. A coach in John Harbaugh who, like, was ready to build around Adapt. that quarterback and change his yeah. total style of offense and coaching and everything to really reflect that quarterback, and it paid off for him. Yeah, I mean, he went from Joe Flacco. Flacco! Probably. Anyway, the, from is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Super Bowl MVP. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? No. No. Next no. question. Keep going. <laughs> Next question. Just saying. Just saying, going from, like, a pass-heavy offense with Joe and then going to a – they run the ball 40 times a game. Yeah. Easy. Isn't Flacco with the Jets, correct? Yeah, he's back up for Black But, yeah. yeah, I really think that the it did not help Justin Fields. Um, as far as them in the playoff rankings, like we said, I don't think they're better than Notre Dame. I don't but think they're better than Texas A&M. I, I haven't seen Texas A&M enough to, like, judge I'll them. agree. I watched that game versus Tennessee, and then I also watched the Alabama when they lost to Alabama. They get smoked? Kind of. And I feel like the committee's looking at that. Like, we hey, don't want to see say, that matchup again. Yeah, I want to say, because a, a big thing that Texas A&M did not have going for them is the conference championship. They didn't no. get a chance to compete. And until you can beat Alabama and get to that conference championship, you don't have a strong foothold. There's only four teams that make it in. Mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed, there's five like power Georgia, conferences. I feel like, like Georgia always makes it in without that conference championship. Yeah, but Georgia, no, Georgia, the year they played Baker, they won the conference championship. Oh, and they beat Alabama. Yeah, no, they beat Auburn because Alabama didn't make it. Remember? Yeah, that was. And then Alabama, because Jalen was leading them, and then Alabama got in. Even didn't even make the. Uh, that's another thing. That's a pedigree There's thing. Been so that's many a pedigree thing. Yeah, that's it's like, like a, it's Ohio State making Alabama. it in. It's because yeah. it's Ohio exactly. State. Trace McSorley and Saquon. So make until it in. somebody proves that they're gone or they dropped off, it's going to keep happening. I just really think you know what I mean. There's so much. There's been so much issues with, or so many Ooh. issues with this the playoff. And like we said, remember the American Conference uh, commissioner said, "Bring back the BCS." Yeah, just expand the playoff. The one and two. Expand one the playoff. Two. All you need is eight. I think eight would satisfy so many people. Sixteen would be awesome. Sixteen would be great, but it's asking for a lot. I, I think mean, also eight, I think I could, the BCS like eight, would eight. make everybody happy too, because either you are in the BCS or you get a bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And like JT said, look at what D two and FCS and all. How come it's that simple for they them? They do it fine. Nobody yeah, they make it run it fine. You know, like oh, we didn't. Why make do they it have to year? be different? Yeah. But I got excited there for a second. Cincinnati's going to play Georgia on the Peach Bowl. Be interesting. This is a great chance for that Cincinnati like team to, to prove yeah. exactly for like a very similar situation. In the Peach Bowl, they play. They both play in that. Exactly. So I think that's just oddly reminiscent. But I mean, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia just blows them. Up. I'm going to say the same thing. I think Georgia's yeah, winning this re- game by multiple scores. I think Cincinnati's offense is going to be suffocated. But on the at the same token, this is the chance for Cincinnati. You know what I mean? Now they're not going to make it to the playoff. If they do get stomped, then the committee's like, oh, well, yeah, we made the right choice. Well, we're but, Cincinnati. Like, what do you yeah, expect? Like, exactly. But they have all the, the – everything right now for them, unfortunately, they didn't make a New Year's Six. Well, is that a New Year's Six? Yeah. Okay. Yes, so they are. It is. Okay, good. Um, but what, what's their ranking right now, Cincinnati? Seven. Seven. I, think they're, they're only, okay, I believe they're, they're behind Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not bad then. Okay, you're right. You're right. So, either way, everything for right, that, right now for them is ahead of them. Like, they control what the perception of them is. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to go out and play Georgia. Whether they win or lose, that's going to determine what this season. If Unfortunately, probably, unfortunate as it is, probably. that's going to determine what people think of this season. For if they win, I feel like there's definitely a chance, or not a chance, but a, a look look in the mirror, college football playoff, and be like, wow, UCF did it. They did it. Wisconsin, Wisconsin be barely reflection. beat 
Western Michigan. Remember that was a close game. Yeah. And then UCF, what year was that? Oh, four years ago. Okay. And then UCF almost beat LSU. I feel like they're like, wow, these teams can play. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to have to UC- look themselves in the mirror. UCF couldn't play last night. Like like Kobe said, UCF could not play. Be, We're going to talk about that in a second. They're never the they're never a group group of five. You call them. Yeah, are never going to be in it unless they expand it. Yep. Never. I agree. I don't think they have. It's just like they don't play the schedule enough. Isn't there another undefeated uh, group of five team? Coastal. Coastal. Oh yeah, yeah. The boys. Where do they play in? Sun Belt. Sun Belt. No, I'm talking about bowl game. Oh, they. Uh, what, what bowl game is that? That's a great question. Um, oh, you're trying to lead me into our little next conversation. Here. Ah! Ah! There you go. There you go. Uh, Coastal Carolina. Let's I see catch here. It. My reflex are too fast. The Cure Bowl. Go Tigers. The Cure Bowl against Liberty. So yeah. that's an interesting matchup because obviously they were they supposed were to have to Liberty them. during the regular yeah. season. That was going to be a huge game too because Liberty had one loss on the season. Yeah, right. I think game. it's a Power 5 team that they lost to. Yeah, exactly. And Coastal was obviously undefeated. That was going to be college game day. Thankfully, Liberty got COVID because that game was, gave us the game of the yeah. year between Coastal and BYU. Agreed. But um, the Flames from Liberty... They have not played a game since November 27th. That's going to be tough. That's almost like a month, dude. And you, you guys both know no as football like, players or whatever, simulating a In practice, real yeah. practice game or whatever. like Hard. It's it's not the same. Not even close. No, I'm with you. But this, just like Cincinnati, another great chance for the Chanticleers yeah. to prove that they are legit. Now, Chanticleers, you worked hard on that one, huh? No, I don't know. I just you say, know what a Chanticleer is? It's oh, like yeah, a, you do know. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a really cocky rooster. So, yeah. Pretty much. Awesome. But either way, the cocky cock. That's what it is. Kids but, show, Kobe. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but for them, this is their first ever FBS bowl game for Coastal, right? So this is, I mean, either way, they win or lose, whatever. I think they got a great shot to win this game. But the win or lose, this season for them has been unreal. Yeah. And I think they're only going to build off of this. Are they going to go undefeated again next year? Probably not. Like, they just you don't see that that often. Yeah. I think there's a great chance they sign do win a lot of games next year. Exactly. They did sign their coach to an extension. He's doing great things there. I'm super excited for that. That's going to be a great game. But why don't you talk about uh, the Boca Raton Bowl, BYU-UCF. They played in uh, FAU's stadium on Tuesday night. I mean, Sackles. it sucks Sucks for Dylan Gabriel because, you know, I feel like Dylan yeah. Gabriel is a stud at UCF. And, you know, oh, he was great. His numbers yeah, were great. He has like 30-something touchdowns, four picks. Is he junior? I'm not for sure. I think he's a junior. I think he might be. A I'm junior. not sure, but, but go ahead. Really sucks for them because obviously UCF is they've kind of built a brand for themselves as that top dog power five team. Not top dog, but like group of five. But yeah, or yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but like the most like known, you know, I feel like everyone knows who UCF yeah. is. Obviously, with the whole national championship thing, of course. So um, yeah, it really sucks to see them. But BYU is playing good. They lost by 26. Yeah. That's really bad. Forty nine to twenty three. So, dude, that game was. I don't know if you guys actually uh, watched the game, but no. Zach I did. Wilson, actually, Zach Wilson's draft stock up. Dude, a lot of Lions fans are calling for Zach Wilson. No. No. I'm just saying, I'm not one of the pro- proponents for that. Hunter's face kind of says it all right there, but I just he reminds me too much of Manziel. I don't. Th- I, I don't want him in the Lions. Oh, uniform. I don't like that. Now that you said that, yeah, I don't like that at all, dude. His he's oh. kind of like an emotional roller coaster for me. We saw in that coastal game for him. Any time, his play he plays, style, he plays. Like he plays great. His play style is very reminiscent, but his emotional state for me is very inconsistent. He got very rattled in that coastal game on the biggest stage that yeah. he had played up to this far. Some, some guys shine. The some guys shine. Some guys don't. Well, the he difference is from a bone. Stop. Oh my and you know what? You know what? Um, they were saying about Josh Allen when he was coming out. 
Because he was a power five. Yeah. He's built like a quarterback. Yeah. He's Zach built. Wilson. Built. Zach Wilson's Zach big. Wilson's not. But he's not he's not Josh Allen. No That's what way. I'm saying. Yeah, no way. He's no not way. that prototypical quarterback. It's he's great like word. Johnny Man's. Great no. word choice. Yeah. No, you're right. He ain't big Ben, I'll tell you that. No, he didn't. Big ain't ben. no Big Ben. Big Ben, anyone, big ben ain't be no Big Ben. ben. Okay. Big ain't nobody want to be Big Ben right now. I'll be Big Ben. Oh, nobody want to be Big Ben right now. Our guy, Camilla Bull. Camilla Bull. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Marshall versus Buffalo. Our guy. Let's get him on the pod, man. On Friday, that'd be great, that'd dude. Be you so feel like, hey, we, we, we've, we've been, been for you. Yeah, dude, we've, we've been, been endorsing you. Yeah, we've been, we've been on the Jared Patterson. But this should be interesting. Both teams had losses as of late. Between Marshall and Buffalo, both teams were previously undefeated. The Bulls lost in that MAC championship we talked about to Ball State. Yeah. Marshall's coming off back-to-back losses. That it's game, the game against Rice, they threw like five interceptions. Yeah, and their and quarterback Rice is playing really good. Walked all over that. them. Then they lose to UAB too. So they're in Conference USA. Yes, UAB has actually because they just came back from. Um, remember they canceled their football program. They had a was it a ban? I don't know. I think they just canceled. They, it they didn't have money. Canceled and then donors yeah. just came in and brought it back. Right? Good for them. Good for um, UAB. They've been solid since they came back. Yeah, that's good, dude. That's it's hard to do, I bet, though. Because as oh, soon yeah. as that happens, you got kids entering the transfer portal oh, left and right, sure. I'd assume. Motivation, but, though. Extra motivation. Did I, either of you watch the Idaho Famous Potato Bowl? I watched the celebration. You I did? I watched the celebration. I watched the I game. I saw it on Twitter. I, it was a solid game. But the only reason I, I really wanted to bring it up was obviously the Gatorade cooler full of French fries. They <laughs> dump on the coach. They get an unsportsmanlike <laughs> penalty because they're all over the field. Yeah. you got kids out there like... Trying to use their feet to like kick the French fries. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they he do got, that every year. Oh like, yeah, whoever wins that game. It's the first time I've seen awesome. it though. Yeah, first time I've seen it. Well, well, well actually watching it. So I they started picking them up. Coach, I'll get, I, <laughs> hey, hey, coach, I'll get these for you. Hunter, get out there. Field goal, field goal. Uh, hang on, hang on. Hey, one sec, coach. Anybody got some ketchup? <laughs> Man. But they hit him with French fries, and then they hit him with orange Gatorade right yeah. after. Oh, soggy! Oh, no, they should have oh, oh, yeah. yeah. reversed it, done the Gatorade, then the that fries. So the fries were stuck dude. on his. <laughs> and like he, funny. he had some like caught in his hood, and his players like trying to grab it out as he left the sideline. But he's looking like a snack. <laughs> another thing, though, that Nevada quarterback, his his name escapes me right now. But they threw up his stats. Now, hear me out. They threw up his stats in the year and put Trevor Lawrence's right next to them, identical. Now Trevor Lawrence missed two games. Yeah. Was it two? It was yeah. Boston College and Dose. Notre Dame. Okay, yeah. Dose. So either way, either way, still insane numbers. He's not playing the same competition no. as that. Whatever. He's built like a quarterback, like a guy, like like a not like a Josh Allen, but like a guy who can actually go to the next level. I want to look up his name. Like real a quick, Jordan but, Love. I mean, <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, hey, Jordan Love has not had a chance. I'm not like a Jordan Love advocate or anything, no, but he has not had a chance to prove. <laughs> Anybody, you, you know again? what I mean? He went to um, Utah State. He almost beat Sparty that one game. Dude, wait, that was Jordan Love? Yeah. He was great. I did not know he was that Utah State <laughs> quarterback. didn't even know it was him. Dude, I did not know that. What? I did not know that, dude. Um, I'm trying to look up this uh, Nevada quarterback because I just want to know his name because he was actually, he was a great player. Carson Strong, is that him? That might be it. It might be him. White guy? Might be Carson here. Yeah, here we go. Carson Strong. From Kobe's California. a big advocate on Carson's. 6'4", 216. <laughs> Got it. That's a pretty good build. Yeah. That's a pretty good build. That yeah. sounds like a guy who can transfer to the next level. He put up a clinic in that game. Now, they were playing. Um, who were they playing in that game? That's a great question. They weren't playing anybody extremely well. but Yeah, I mean, it was um, the potato bowl. bowl. <laughs> exactly. Who were they? It was, uh, was it San Jose State? I don't think I so. think it was San Jose uh, State. Maybe it was. No, because didn't they have a game just last week? Did they? I don't know. You know who they weren't playing? 
Who's that? Minnesota and South Carolina. Oh, shut up. Gosh. All right. Well, we'll talk about them, I guess. Why, why do you say that, Drew? Why are you talking about they uh, have Minnesota? decided to not attend a bowl game. They have. A team, like Drew said, that will not be attending a bowl game this year is Minnesota, who finished with a 3-4 and four record this year. I just... I go back to that first game of the year, oh, Minnesota, Michigan, the amount of hype. I feel like that was like literally a week ago. Wow. Right? I feel like that was like three months ago. Well, it, it kind of was. was. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Get I out of here. Shit. But they stated they will not be accepting a bowl game invite should they receive one. Now, I would have said there's no way three and four or whatever. South Carolina got like was probably going to get one at three and eight. So there was actually a chance that Minnesota, a really good chance that they were going to get one. Um, they said... They would decline that to prioritize the health and safety of their players. The Gophers had their run-in with COVID throughout the season. They had to cancel their game against the Big Ten West champs Northwestern, probably a business decision for them, and postpone the game against Wisconsin that they finally played last weekend. They lost by three in overtime Wisconsin, to Wisconsin. such a disappointment. They dropped off because they started out very very highly ranked. Garrett too, Mertz they? was like Graham. Graham, Graham Mertz. Was like Heisman, Heisman. Well, Heisman. it was that one game, and then he got COVID. He's out for three weeks because they beat Big Michigan, Ten and it was like, oh gosh, Michigan sucks. No, like, oh, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin didn't drop off. They they didn't lose a step, whatever. But, um, you know, Minnesota, you know, it's just for whatever reason doesn't feel like they need to play in a bowl game. Which I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it to be honest. Uh, I mean, if I'm kind of indifferent. Well, if you say it's for the safety of the kids, you can't argue. You can't argue exactly. With that. I agree. Now, a team that makes much more sense to not play in a bowl game is South Carolina, who finished three and eight on the year. Like I said, don't have a head coach. They fired their head coach, Must Champ. Now they do. They also opted out of the bowl competition. This makes more sense because they're bringing out a new head coach who just won the Big Twelve title over with the Oklahoma Sooners, rather over Iowa State. Shane Beamer. Now, I will say this makes a lot of sense to me because Beamer has already like cleaned house at uh, South Carolina. So he's already gotten rid of the defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, the linebacker coach, and the O-line coach there actually just accepted a job at Kentucky. So that's four big-time positions that are already vacant. I'm assuming he's going to bring his boys over from wherever. Well, yeah. Hopefully. How do you feel as a player on that team? Right? No, I, that's one thing where... I have heard that Muschamp was like, a, I want to say like a player's coach, but like the players really liked him. Well, he see, And he did not have the record that they he wanted. He didn't have the X's and O's. But imagine really. firing a guy in the middle of a freaking pandemic. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I just don't. Weren't you the one calling for Harbaugh's job? I didn't say you fire him right in the <laughs> middle of the season. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not saying, oh, he lost. Get rid of him now. Like, I think yeah, I yeah. said if he didn't finish out the year, there's going to be an argument. College firing is so weird to think about, I think. Very. Because it, it's almost like high school. It's like I, no, you, never see, you never see a high school coach get fired. It's just like, oh, he's stepping down. Oh, he got a new job. He leaves. It's true. And I feel like it's definitely added a new perspective on us now that we are college. Much athletes. more business-oriented. It yeah. is. Even at the Division two level. Yeah. There is a much higher, um, just, you need to have success. It's their job There's higher expectations. It is. As much They're as, lively. as, much as, as we're gym there. teacher at Oxford High, you know, yeah. or yeah. the science teacher. He's a, you yeah, know, like. Coach Blackstock, he's teaching, you know, he's a phys ed teacher at the middle school, and yeah. then he comes and coaches football. Now, not going to take anything away well, from Coach Blackstock. Well, nothing against that. But, but it's, this at the is end their of the day, this is their livelihood. Get, this, this, is like, hey, this is how we put, this is how we put food on the table. Like, exactly. You know? So, it's very different. Now, I will say, too, college coaching-wise, Auburn picked up a new head coach. They Boise did. State. Um, Correct? You know but, the name offhand? Uh, no, I have no idea. Yeah, actually. but it's, head, it's was it, it was the head Boise coach State. from Boise State? Yeah. What I think would be really cool, there's rumors, Kellen Moore... Potentially to take the Boise State head coach job. Oh, that'd be super cool. That would be yeah. that'd be sick. Where you do you not know who he Kellen is, Moore um, is? I saw it nope. on Twitter. <laughs> you have no idea who Kellen Moore he was is. Like, that'd be sick. Yeah, I'm playing along. I have okay, no ready? idea. Wow. Played for the Lions. 
He was a stud at Boise State, yeah. and now when he's they the were OC really good at Dallas, at Dallas, Kellen Moore, he was yeah. our he was our backup. That's like I do that sometimes. I'll just play along. He's like I the youngest, a, like a dipshit. He's like the young, whoa, youngest OC. Gosh, Kobe Mouth, shut up. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he'd be. He's like a living legend there. So he, be, it'd literally be like if Denard or say he was OC for the Kirk Cousins went back Cowboys to right State. now. Yeah. Okay. It it would be like if Kirk Cousins went back. Yeah, and coached I, I get that. Michigan yeah. State. So you that's heard that's Kellen like Moore. that'd be like the rumor. That not the rumor, but where did you hear that? What, um, I saw it on Twitter. Oh, but well, it's from like one of the Twitter. Obviously, it's it was happened. a guy with a check mark. So you know oh, what he's talking about. Blue check mark. Yeah. Blue check. Twitter thing is. Maybe we should hey, get. We need to get yeah. verified. Gosh, that'd be awesome. If we're verified, I better get paid to be on this podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm working on my transition game. So, so we're transitioning trying. into the great weekend of football we had. The lead dog, uh, unfortunately, still the lead dog. I think I'm what eighteen and one or eighteen and two. Yeah, That's we lost. You lost one. I lost. Well, I only had one loss. Too. I know. It was a pretty Welcome easy week of game picks, though. It I was. Feel like. I feel. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like I was like, oh, this was easy. It was not a great week for like challenging game picks. It is wasn't it, this week gonna be better. Necessarily easy. Or it wasn't necessarily hard to pick the game. It was hard to decide if the game would be close. For instance, both yeah, of you said Florida true. was going to be a blowout. I said it was close. Yeah, but we weren't. That's not the record. You, yeah. And then I said Oklahoma was going to be a blowout. You guys said it was close. Like, yeah. You know, it's a good point. Whatever. But whatever. So oh, I like how you both said the ones that you were just right about. Oh, I, I lo- oh yeah. <laughs> it oh. was anyway. Start us off. What do we got this week? What hey, dog, at? what you got? Uh, Buffalo versus Marshall is this, I think, Friday Maction. or Saturday. It is Maction. We all know where Somewhat. Hunter's going. Maction. And if we're going to have Jared, Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson, yeah. If we're going to have Jared Patterson on the podcast, I can't go against, you know, You're gonna Buffalo, Buffalo that, That's goals. our dream. That's that's the new goal of this podcast is yeah? to get our man, Jared Patterson, on this podcast. Dude, can we, we just lobby Bulls. for Jared Patterson? Bulls with the dub. I don't think he's going to want to come we on. We are not I'm Marshall. Marshall. Whoa. He's not going to want to come on now. Man, maybe he just wants to come on and prove me wrong now, though. Yeah. I'm taking Buffalo. You're too. Ohio. What? You're Ohio. He's like, man, you're Oh, they lucky. lucked out. They yeah. lucked out. Yeah, yeah, they lucked out. Um, um, I'm picking Ohio in this one. I thought you. Wait, Buffalo. 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 We need one of those, like, the buttons. Idiot button. Wait, we can actually. We'll make that happen. Let's cool. do it. Anyway. We'll do that. Um, yeah. But I'm taking Marshall. I think that um, those two weeks for them, they need to have a bounce back. And if they don't, Buffalo did not really impress me in that MAC championship yeah. game. I really don't think they did. And they a great team, obviously a great rushing attack for them. We need to get our guy on here. That'd be Jared. great. We need Jared on here. But um, I'm, I'm taking Marshall there. Coastal Carolina, Mug Liberty, Nation. clean sweep. I'm not taking. I'm not betting against. Give uh, me Liberty. Give Queers. me death. Yeah, they're getting. They're they're gonna die this weekend. Coastal. Okay, there we go. Mullets. I, just the fact, like Liberty's a great team. They got a great quarterback too. I forget his name. He's a junior quarterback there for the Flames. They have not played football in a month, and for that reason alone, mm-hmm. you could you could argue be like, okay, they're you know they're not going to be banged up. They're coming into this thing fresh. It doesn't matter, dude. Like if you're yeah. out for that long, Coastal is riding this train of momentum. Even though they had a tough win against Troy uh, just last last week, correct? So, yeah. Uh, even though they had that tough win, they still come out with the win. And if anything, there they got the win there, and they know like, hey, we got a. We almost we could have lost that game. There's a very real possibility we could have lost that game. So Might I think be a wake up call. You know, after that game, I think it really was a time of reflection to look in the mirror for them, and I think they're gonna come out with their hair on fire. The mullets, I love fire. it. I'm never dropping I that reference. It. Never I dropping that. So I'm taking coastal hunter. I'll, like I said, clean sweep. Yep, that's pretty easy. That's all we got for. Yeah, a, I mean that's easy game picks. They're only because the college football playoff, the New Year's Six starts after we do our next episode on Tuesday. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I wanted to see any other thing here that no. – uh, yeah, we really don't have any other bowl oh. games that we talked about there. A lot of NFL, though. Oh, gosh. Jeez, we got a lot of NFL here. Viking Saints. Christmas Day special. Who put these in? I did. That a boy. Uh, boy, Drew. That a boy, Drew. And is it? Yeah, I just counted 10, so yeah. be good. Lead wow. dog. So lead dog's 18 and 1. 2. 18 and 2. 18 and 2. I have five losses. So I have 15 and 5. 5, 6, 7. Eight losses. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I know my stuff, people. Come in. I'm yeah. the best football insider on the show. Yeah, the only. Because you got insider, analyst, an and analyst. host. So, yeah, I so. mean, you are the best by that And rule. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. You're the best and the worst that analyst. I am. Uh, Viking Saints. Come at me, Dan. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Dan Orlowski. Who we got? Uh, no, I feel kidding. like this the game Saints. is going to be sneaky close, but Saints. Yeah, I feel like I, I think the so. Vikings and Saints always play each other close. The Vikings have pulled it out the last two times. I wanted though. to see this miracle. Have, oh, that's and a great point. Year. I was not even thinking about that. that I just don't see. And you I know wanted who, to check. And you know who missed that tackle? Von Bell. Did he actually? No, it was mm. Marcus Williams. Yeah, it was, it was not Von Bell. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Not 100%, oh, but I don't on. think it was Von Bell. We'll talk about him in a second. This insider, man. Jesus, man. Um, yeah, I'm just throwing names around. Vikings, <laughs> man. They are Come coming off, of off. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, that loss against the Bears. But even like before that, a loss to the Bucks. That game was great, by the way. That Bucks Viking game. I, I watched, watched the entire game. Yeah. Great game. They still lost. They, they the barely beat, playing, the teams so like, beat the Jaguars in overtime by three. They should have lost. Hammering the Saints. The Panthers. Missed a field goal to win the game. That's true, dude. Like, Vikings are not looking great, man. No. Vikings are not looking great. I'm taking the Saints as well on that one. So is that a sweep? Yep. Dolphins, Raiders. This one I don't think will be a sweep. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. <gasps> Raiders. Raiders. Marcus Mariota was a dog. He's probably going to start. He was start. a dog, but that Dolphins defense is full of dogs. Well, he's going to start, and he's going to be the lead dog like I am. Dude, for all, for all intents and purposes, like I hope – Mariota has a day because I enjoy watching him play. I feel like Marcus Mariota was at Marcus Mariota at Oregon was probably the most liked college football player while he was there. Like, really? Because I feel I like the jerseys so. everyone loved Oregon and he was just a stud and you always rooted for him. That's a good point. Actually, he was True. very loved. And like when he came in, not gonna lie, I was like, so Raiders oh boy, for Marcus? You? Yeah, because if the Raiders win, the Browns clinch the playoffs. Oh, that's a great point. I didn't think about that. I didn't know that. And actually. I'm also a semi Raiders fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's that? So, it's like a, when my, my buddies likes him. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Crosby guy. I love Crosby from Eastern. Max Crosby. Eastern yeah. alum. Max Crosby. Oh, yeah, true. We watched that game actually here last week. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Herbert. Yep. I was in. I was in. Yeah, that was funny. Herbert wasn't. Sounds like he's 14 when he talks. He's awesome. I mean, he looks 14. Let's talk about a little Saturday matchup that I don't even think I'm going to be able to watch because I don't have NFL Network. So I, it's going to be ridiculous. And you're not going to be in town, so I can't come over and watch it because you have NFL Network, right? Saturday? I'll be in town. Will you? Yeah. I thought you said you were leaving for leaving Texas. Sunday. Oh, well, I'll be at your house then watching this game. Lions Bucks. One o'clock. Is it one o'clock? What really? It's a little bit later, I thought. Oh, wait. There's three games. There's one o'clock and then there's one o'clock, the Cardinals Bucks, 49ers. I didn't Cardinals put them 49ers, on which is only on Amazon Prime. That's our yeah, insider that's, right there. Get in the scoop. Crazy. Get in the scoop. Like, if you haven't seen the ads on YouTube because oh. no, I've been watching that's so crazy. It's, like, imagine all the people that's like, I need to get Amazon Prime now. Just to watch ridiculous. that game. Yeah. That's it's ridiculous. Weird. But people then, probably do that. And what's oh, the later game? Free trials? Uh, the Dolphins Raiders. Dolphins Raiders. I didn't Either way. Ooh, good game. Of Lions, Bucks. Who are we taking? Uh, I want to win. When I do these picks, so I'm going to take the Bucks. <laughs> Lions. 
Come on. Yeah, Bravo, baby. This is why I'm Tom in Brady's first. trash. This is the Bucks are trash. Season's over. Season's over. Bruce this is Tom. when this is when Matthew Stafford just comes out of his bag. Who's gonna Ooh. be coaching the team? Dude, Matthew Stafford's gonna coach hey, and quarterback. TJ Lang said he's open. I saw that on he's Twitter. open to so coach. Did Jim Manzo. Jim Manzo did say he'd come off the couch for a coaching debut. That was my yeah. once again. Expect I will a big time blitz package. He'll be on the show next week. Which actually, if you don't, um, he's been watching his Bucks games because the Bucks can't really, yeah. they can't really contain the blitz. No, they cannot. So I, a I, lot of that has to I go was, on the running back though. I was very impressed. By uh, that. Rojo, right? Rojo he Fournette's will be out. So we got Fournette exactly. So I think. Um, that's going to be a huge part of it. I don't think Fournette's the Lions, still going to have a day. I think the so. Lions are going to have. I will I never AB, pick against the Lions. I, I will AB never scores. pick against the Lions. You pick, against the, you pick the Titans um, last week, unless if it's against the Titans, because <laughs> that's my second team. Um, I think uh, AB is going to go for probably close to 100 in touchdown. This better be a sweep right here. Colts, Steelers, Colts, Colts, Colts. Yes. Let's go. Next question, dude. The Steelers yes. are just bugging me, I man. Hate Juju. You know what? I'll say. I it, want man. the division. Big Ben needs to go back to, uh, how do I say this, PG, before uh, he had that incident in the offseason where he had a come-to-Jesus moment. He needs to release some stress before this game or else Pittsburgh's going to be in a world of hurt, like Juju. He needs to go back to just, you know, relaxing, just taking one for the team in this one. That's all it comes down to, I think. And Big Ben Big Cat cat and PF2 would be proud of you right now. Dude, they probably, they probably go all in on it. No, they already did. That was an episode all about it. Oh, I did not hear it, dude. Yeah, that was awesome. I, uh, but we're all taking the Colts there. Yep. That's great. Browns, Jets, Browns. Why do you mm-hmm. even put that on there? Uh, because the Jets are on a hot streak. So it's, <laughs> Browns. And we were talking about them, so I figured, you know. Browns? Browns. I'm going to go with the <gasps> Browns. Yep. Oh, brownies. Eagles, Cowboys. Speaking of Brownies. Shout out Mama Manzo. She nah, made us again, brownies. Again, oh, she she'll be did? happy to hear she that. She made us brownies. Wow. Well, that was nice. That Eagles, was nice Eagles, Cowboys. Jalen and the boys get it done. Or uh, the Cowboys. Once again, I'm going to say, Cowboys kind of on a hot streak. Dude, Cowboys yeah. came out of nowhere. They Cowboys came out good, of nowhere. A good 49ers Not team. Not a good 49ers a team. A good 49ers A decent 49ers team. A decent 49ers team. 49ers team. As the Cowboys, the they Cowboys put up forty-one tried. points. Exactly. If you're putting up forty-one, I did not points, know that. Yeah, Tony Pollard was the reason I lost my fantasy game. Jesus. And then they beat the Bengals. Bengals thirty to seven. Which apparently the Bengals are on a hot streak too. But dude, that <laughs> NFC East is like so back. They're second in the NFC East now because the Giants were hot for a minute. Yeah, and then, then they, they forgot proceeded. to play football. Yeah, the, the, Browns, the Cardinals. And then the Browns literally like they, did, they the dismantled score, them. The score did not in, like indicate how big of a. Ball I will say I'm we not gotta talk about the division next week. I'm not a very I good Jimmer's input on that. Yeah, I'm not a very big fan of Mike McCarthy. I will say I don't really love Mike McCarthy for whatever reason. My but, buddies actually. So my buddy, got a lot of buddies here. Tech, I got a lot of buddies. <laughs> got a lot of buddies, here. buddies, hey, buddies. I'm Brown's buddy. Uh, buddies. Yeah. Anyway, my, my buddy, my buddy from Wisco is actually his dad. His buddy's dad. <laughs> his buddy, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> I feel like I remember you. Is that legit? That. Yeah, that's legit. Shout out, shout out, Mitch Choza. Can we get McCarthy on the pod? I'll retract my statement if he comes on the pod. All right, bet. I'll try right. my best. Let's do it. That'd be insane. <laughs> I heard he's really boring. But he seems, probably could be he's really an cool. NFL coach. I yeah, don't care less coach. if he's boring. He could be stale could, bread. I don't care. <laughs> Either way, what are, what are our picks here? Stale bread. Eagles, Cowboys. Cowboys coming out of nowhere, but Eagles with Hurts. QBU. Jalen. Jalen. Not picking against Hurts. 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 It's going to hurt for the Cowboys. Dude, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this one. Oh, my gosh. It's so obvious. I'll go with the Eagles, too. That's what I thought. I'll go with the Eagles, too. How about uh, Rams-Seahawks? 
This was was this a good game earlier in the year? Yes. Yes. The Seahawks actually did not play well. And the yeah. Rams played great, and this is when everybody was like, so, "Should we take the Rams as serious?" And now everyone's yeah. counting and out they the lost Rams, to the Jets. and they're so, counting out the Rams. Revenge game, Rams by at least two scores. Wow, I see like a twenty-eight-seven. Well, I see Seahawks. I see Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf connecting for two yeah. touchdowns. I see Seahawks because against the best corner in the league, <laughs> <laughs> he's also got Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, Woo-hoo. let me catch a punt. <laughs> I got oh. I got the Seahawks. Uh, okay. I also said the DK reference because my dad's in the championship. It's a money league, and he's got DK and Russ. There you go. I showed you what I did with my uh, dad's team last week. Though. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last one here. Last game pick before we get into our uh, players of the week here. Titans-Packers. Right away, Titans. This needs to be a big week for the Titans. If you guys watch, you guys know who I'm picking. Yeah. So, you can be the lone wolf on this one. I guess. Titans, I grew up, if you guys don't know up, that. Watch. I grew up... <laughs> I grew up like in Brett Favre, Cheesehead. I think Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP. Right now, I mean, I don't I do want agree. him to be, but I do I'd agree, agree. But I hate Aaron Rodgers. Agreed. Derrick Henry's Hunter gonna said have it well. a day, though. Yeah, you will. Derrick Henry's like I that, really that Green hope Bay defense. He needs does to have a day. Honestly, I have, he needs to have a day. Though I think the Packers won because they're at home. But honestly, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Titans because. I want Derrick Henry to get 2,000 yards rushing. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. What, now He's at 1-6. One, 1-6-8. Six, one, six, and he has three weeks two left. Two games left. Two games left. So he, I'll, I'll check it right now. You guys yeah, keep talking. Go ahead. But He needed to average 157 the thing, for the last three weeks, oh, and he dude, had he had nice. 147 versus the Lions. Oh, wow. Well, he did have a big game. Um, The thing that's been impressive for me for the Titans is Tannehill, and more so like Tannehill, we'll get to you in a second, but Tannehill and like his ability or his willingness to throw balls in spots that are kind of like risky. Corey you know Davis I mean? for me is the Titans. Corey Davis is their X factor. AJ Brown, AJ Brown's AJ Brown. Yeah, I Corey Davis has stepped up big time. I thought yes. he was a bust until this year. No, he's he's been playing very well for them. I agree, he's the X factor for them. What are you gonna say? Uh, one hundred and sixty-seven, one six seven nine. This is total. Derrick Henry. That's hard. That's a hard task. That's almost two hundred yards a no, game. No, 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 no. It's like it's like um, three. If you want to think like of one, almost, it's like one sixty. He needs the next two games. But if he wants to break the record, oh, he's not going to break the record. He's not. Yeah. Like AP, goes, AP was close. He's not close. AP was what two thousand. He was eight yards eight, away. Yeah. So two thousand and like eighty nine yards or whatever. Uh, two thousand one hundred, I think. Something. Wow. AP was so Dude, good. Gosh, oh my god! Awesome. But he's a lion. Yeah. <laughs> Still a little bit left in the tank. Still a little bit left in the <laughs> tank. Hey, he's been called. He's been called on to make some um, some big time plays. But you pick the Packers. Yeah, I will. Just because I want to win. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, what team or player caught our eye this week Kobe, in uh, this Kobe's week's matchups. Obvious because everyone wanted to pick him. Yeah. My pick for this week. You ready, Drew? I think. Oh, go ahead. Be last. Oh, I, you want me to go last? Yeah, I want you to go last. You don't have to say to that. Corvette, Corvette, hopped in with jet like that. Didn't you do the dance one time? What? No, man. You want me to do the dance? No. That's too bad. I don't want to get knocked out like Juju did. Von Bell might come for me. By the way, that's my guy that I wanted to watch. And I will say not often in today's game do we see people who back up their smack talk. Juju being one of those people who talks a lot. He does do some great things for the community. I saw today he's like partnering he needed, he with WI, yeah, WIPX tweeted out or something that he, a local Pittsburgh station that he's partnering with Walmart to donate all this money to these. He needed uh, that. He needed that. It's a bounce back for him. <laughs> he needed a but W. I will say he's been doing that. Like it's not a it's not a one time hit for him. He does that a lot. Like he gives back and good for him. He needs to stop freaking dancing. But uh, Von Bell, 
will forever be known as the man who sent the Corvette back to the body shop and there ended so a TikTok many, dynasty so that was Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, but on a more serious note, the Bengals, their defense let up 3.9 yards per play and 240 yards of total offense will help them get their first divisional win like I talked about earlier. Um, Von Bell's the man, dude. Did you see uh, Javon Kinlaw slid into Juju's DMs? Did you see that from the 49ers? He slid in there and he was like, um, says something like, them boys knocked your ass back or something like that. Well, I slid and into so, his DMs too. Did you? I did. Did you say something so along the same message? The, the night before, I said, hi, Juju, I need 24 points from fantasy for you to win. I really appreciate if you could help me out. Dude, imagine how much like, I would be pissed off if you just got a message about fantasy. Yeah. Like, like keep, it, shit about keep it fantasy. going, dog. appreciate you. Blah, blah, blah. Next day, I text him, you suck. Go Browns. <laughs> That's it. Left it at that. But Javon Kinlaw slid in there, and then Juju posted it and was you like. You are the type of guy that I would did. tweet. I will show you. Um, but now dude, that I like know no, you, you are the type of guy to DM all his like athletes. Javon Kinlaw slid in there, dude. Well, let me see this. You suck. Go, Go Browns. Browns. <laughs> Appreciate you, big dog. And then you suck. Go Browns. No, this is definitely a throw up on the, on the YouTube. Yeah? Throw it up on the YouTube. You think so? Throw it up on the YouTube. Yeah. What's up, YouTube? At Juju. You suck. Go Browns. Either way, um, I didn't want to say, what was I about to say? Uh, Javon Kinlaw slid into his DMs, and then Juju was like, another female. He called him a female in my DMs. And it was like, Juju, what are you? Buddy. Buddy, you're not even buddy. a top 15 receiver. Dude, and then, like, Javon Kinlaw responded to him. Like, he quote, like, I hate, first of all, I hate when people do this. So they post the Instagram story, yeah, and then yeah. it gets posted again and again, and it gets smaller and smaller yeah, and smaller. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that makes me so mad. LeBron does it so much where everyone, like, shouts him out in his stories. Oh, dude. Um, either way, um, that, that happened, and Javon was like, dude, he's like, in a nice way of saying it, like, I would not let you do that in between the lines on my field or something like that. And no response from Juju, rightfully so. He's done dancing. Maybe we can go back to being Juju fans. Not yet. No. It's a slow healing process. I think I think we'll be back. All right. So my guy, I actually woke up in the middle of the night watching Sports Center, right? I wake up and all of a sudden they're talking about Appalachian State. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Like well, you know, I didn't know bowl games were even being played. Did yet. you watch their game? No. They played uh who did they play, dude? I blew them out. On yeah, the, they stunk. On the surf turf. They stunk. Yeah, it was on the surf turf. Yeah. They, they stunk. Whoever they were playing, I'm about to look it up, actually. But go ahead. Talk um, about so your guy here. Cameron Peoples, he said to his coaches before the game, he was really close to 100 yards or 1,000 yards rushing in the season. He goes, um, I want to get a, a 100, I think it was 93 yards total uh, rushing yards this year. And he said, he goes, or for this game, so, to break 1,000. Mm-hmm. In the interview at the end of the game, he walked up to his coach and says, They played North co- Texas. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he walks up to his coach and goes, How close am I? He looks, the coach looks at him and goes, Bro, you're way past that. He goes, Oh, sweet. Turns <laughs> out he sets a bowl game record 317 yards rushing, five yeah. touchdowns, also a bowl game record. And Appalachian State is now 6 and 0 in their bowl game since joining the FBS. Wow. As much as we talk about UCF and I talk about them a lot because I like their, you know, like their team or whatever, and Coastal. Co- Appalachian State's one of their very, I think they have like one or two losses, was the Coastal. Yeah. So, honestly, yeah. they're up there with like the top Dude. non-Power 5 teams. Let's talk about that Sunbelt Conference. Before Hunter gets into his pick here for this week, I want to say that Sunbelt Conference. Dude, that conference this year was stacked. Yeah. Up. Coastal Carolina, obviously with that season that they had, Louisiana finished at 20. Mm-hmm. They're above Texas, some other big-time programs in the top 25. finished the year uh, ranked. You think so? Yeah, I think if, you know... Do they carry they, on after the... Uh, I suppose yeah, they, they do, don't they? Yeah, exactly, because they get whoever wins, obviously. For is, the bowl games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but App State, too. That top three in that league, I don't think they're going anywhere. 
Louisiana was dominant off the, from the start of the season after that win over uh, Iowa State, but I, I'm super impressed. I'm going to be following the Sun Belt for sure. Go ahead, Hunter. Who you uh, who'd you see this week? QBU. QBU. Jalen Hurts is my uh, Tuesday catcher of the week. I thought you were about to say Spencer Rattler. Before you say this, do you think he's a when you, I've seen this on Twitter a lot, people are like, when I think of Jalen, I think of Alabama. That's As of a great right now, question. When I think of Jalen, I think of him buzzed off Oklahoma. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think of that squat video. Like, I, and yes. I do. That's, that's the first thing. Like, like, hungry, that was like his right? First I, was, hungry. I was looking on Twitter. Yeah. I was looking on that's Twitter. Looking on that's Twitter. the first thing I think of. And like when he had dreads, like he just. Like now yeah. that I know, like now that? that I've watched him, like who is that? But like I used to know the buzz cut Brody. guy with dreads at Alabama. Yeah. And he was like the next best thing, and then yeah. Tua like stole his thunder and he yeah. cut his hair. So that for me is like, an if we all thought about him at Alabama, then maybe he wouldn't have actually stepped. But he established himself at Oklahoma. He was a dog, Oklahoma. even though they got rolled at the end there. But um, still, great season for him. And still, that's, that's the first thing I thought of when I think of. So him. even in a loss, Jalen Hurts is looking like a huge upside for the sorry ass Eagles team. So <laughs> literally, literally, he asked one of their brightest to say that earlier too. Really, I did ask permission. Yeah, potty word. If you haven't noticed, I I'd say anyway, the team is transformed into an actual transformed. They can still transcend it into Anybody a in solid team. NFC East can still make the playoffs. When you're not turning the ball over three times a game, like yeah. Carson Wentz is, like you're giving your team a better shot. And uh, Ooh, coach's hey. name, coach's name, Peterson, Peterson, Peterson. Doug, Doug Peterson. When he, I remember he said in an interview, like when you actually when you find a quarterback that is knows how to control the ball and run the offense and not like. Is that a shot at Wentz? Yeah, shot at, it was a shot at, like, not He's commit a, turnovers. Like, wow. you could, you put yourself up there to win Peterson's, games. like, 11-4 wow. and four when Carson Wentz doesn't start. Yeah. So, wow. he finished with uh, 24 for 44, 338 yards, three TDs. Holy cow. 11 carries, 63 yards, and another TD. And that rushing touchdown was a man wild. touchdown. Yeah. Dude, um, I will say the headline for getup was Cayman Wentz. <laughs> Cayman Wentz. And also, <laughs> this is the first time all year – they didn't have a turnover all game. I really think... That's a good stat. That's a solid stat. That's our insider right there. And he had three fumbles in that game that they all recovered. Mm-hmm. Which they were like... No lost fumbles. fumbles. No turnovers that I game. I didn't know that. Um, As far as Carson Wentz goes... He gone. See ya. He gone. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see who picks up that contract one or th- if they have to. One thing I do want to say about Doug Peterson... They're going to cut him. Stop having press conferences about Jalen will be starting this week. We all know... Yeah, that's true. That's like if Stafford came out and they're like, hey, Stafford's going to start this week. Really? Didn't yeah. know. That's kind of funny. It's I didn't think annoying. about it like that. It's getting annoying. I didn't think about it like it's, that. Look at it from Jalen's perspective. If your coach has to make an announcement that you're starting. That's a great point, and I'm too. Like, yeah. Dude, I'm balling. I beat the Saints. And Dude, I'm balling. Like, that's what you should say. You should say that Doug Hey, himself. Coach, Doug, I'm balling. Throw me a bone here, dude. Doug, I'm balling, dude. <laughs> Ditch the press I'm conference. I'm balling, dude. Ditch the press conference, Jay, man. Jalen, Jalen's a, a total Saban guy because you know, obviously, Coach Saban recruited yeah. him and everything. In his post or press conferences, he's like, "Jalen, what do you think about the outside noise?" He's like, "I don't think about like the rats outside of uh whatever." The like, rats. Well, yeah. Saban had that rat poison speech. Yeah, the rat that? poison. He said the rat. Yeah, he goes, did I don't say think that about before. The rat poison he said that before. I love that speech. It's one of the best. So rat poison. Division one up there too. But yeah, go ahead. What was that? Rat poison. Division one rejects. Division one rejects. Yeah, so yeah. he's not really a D one reject. Want to shoot us a conclusion there? Wrap it up with that. Hunter, we made it to the Actually, end of the episode. Hunter is <gasps> going to make it to the yeah. We made it to the end of the episode. Well, first off, hey, Merry Christmas, you guys. Oh, yeah, Merry Christmas. We won't be back until Merry Christmas to you. We won't be back until the new year. So uh, see you guys next year.
Okay, first off, he's not going to end the episode like that's that. That's not true. Because that's just not what we're going to do. You Dude, know what? That was, that's not true. We're coming back next week, Tuesday. Special guest, special that's host. next year, isn't it? No, it's not. Are you crazy? Wait, how many days are... Oh. Okay, first Whoa, off, so wow. next week, we're actually going to have a new uh, host yes, I will not that actually knows what like, times are. <laughs> times are. Gosh. I showed up on seven. Either way, um, Drew will not be with us next week. I will unfortunately. call in. He will call it. We'll have Drew on in the phone for a bit there. Um, we'll have second. my dad joining us here. Jimmers. Jim I obviously want to talk to Jimmers on, you know. Of course. Like, hey, Jimmers, what do you think? Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. It'll be great. It's going to be a great episode. Great. They just keep getting better and better. Isn't every episode great? Yes. We have coming up. Better and better. Next next week? Well, we're still working on a couple guests, but I know for sure we will have Brady Apple, who is the uh, starting quarterback at Lawrence Tech University, Lapeer High School grad. He'll be coming on the show. Yeah, I'm glad. Nothing against Brady Apple. I just don't like Lapeer. Yeah, well, he's coming on. That'll be a great conversation (laughs) for us. Um, Other than that, we're going to find another guy. Um, for that podcast, but uh, looking forward to it, guys. Check us out on Twitter, D1 underscore rejects. Otherwise, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Shout us out. Leave Holy us a review. shit, look at that bug. Whoa. <gasps> oh, my oh. God. It's on the helmet. Oh, my gosh. Th- oh, no. Oh, my God. Division One rejects. Everybody have a great rest of your week. I'm calling um, pest control. <laughs> From over the head. Jesus. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>